Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bot, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And we like to call this a old thirsty Thursday down here in the basement, hanging out, throwing a big old Skype party, man, as we round up the brew crew. Time to catch up, have some tasty beverages, laugh at Mark's white man kid and play manfro. I don't know what you got going on over there, but it you have like a, a high top, a short man high top fade. It's really great. Um, somewhere there's a dirty floor that needs a scrubbing. I want you to headbutt. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you know, I appreciate that joke. Yeah, I just, you know, it, it's funny. You really do always have something random. Again, it's one of the things I appreciate. You're like, you're like, you know, you morph like every, like if we don't record for, I don't know, two or three weeks, when we do see you again, you either have a different beard, a different haircut. Or different glasses. I feel you know what I mean. Like you, you I appreciate that, man. You, 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 you know, you keep us, you keep us on the edge, on your toes. You know, yeah, that's right, that's right, man. One of these days, I'd like it if you showed up for a podcast in Lady Gaga's like meat outfit, <laughs> and you were just, <laughs> and you're just like wearing steaks, or or you could do it, or you could do it, or you could you know go uh, like vegetarian for you know uh, your wife and totally like show up in like I don't know cauliflower. Or something. Lettuce and kale. You could you could have a kale outfit, man. I I kind of would dig that, man. I kind of would dig that. See what I can do. You should talk to her about that. For for Halloween, you should be a a vegetable. (laughs) What do you think? There's a a popular leaf in DC. I'll see if I can. (laughs) 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 All right, all right, all right. Enough stupidity. No, it's good to see you, man. We got a little catching up to do. We'll have a little fun with the uh, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, NFL draft, and uh, maybe one of these days I'll get bored and I'll start doing like random hairstyles, a la Mark. You never know. I mean, I've been doing the ponytail for a long time. Maybe it's time to like, you know, do some rando, rando stuff for uh, ish and giggles, as they say. Brother, you ready to hit your cue? All right, man. You got to represent strong for this uh, that DST, that DST, the DSTAT DC Sports area, man. Here you go, bro. Three brew and fun. Woo! Woo! I like it. So, a couple of things. You've got strong Nats baseball right now. Dude, I know they're I know they're cranking up the the. Don't they lead the uh, the league in differential at the moment? They're average. Uh, uh, safe, safe bet. Safe yeah. bet. Yeah, I mean it's like something something like six point eight. I, I want to say I saw a stat where they were close to like six eight or closing in on seven runs a game. Pretty ridiculous. So that part's got to be fun early in the season. I understand all that, but so that part's got to be fun. But then you got to have like the tension and the stress from the Capitals. You know what I mean? So you have a little bit of baseball fun. You have a little bit of tension from the Capitals because you know the, the Caps. Obviously, what they haven't gotten out of the second round since like what, like '98 or something really crazy. It's so. it's like some really bizarro step. So you got to have that, and then the Wizards. I don't quite know what to make of the Wizards um, going down 0-2. Uh, although they they won the night, right? I think oh, they, yeah, they, I, they crushed. Yeah, the they night, they so. rallied up. They, they hit the rally caps pretty strong against the Celtics in Game Three. So realistically, though, representing for DC. Which team do you feel most confident in right now? Well, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's probably easiest to say Nationals, but I mean, as a, as a Mets fan, I have zero you know rooting interest in the Nationals and 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 strong against them. It's you. the only you know DC team I I, I can't can't get behind. 
but I mean, they're supremely talented when, you know, grandpa Ryan Zimmerman at third base is, you know, having, you know, one of the best seasons of anybody in the league right now, uh, which nobody would expect it. I mean, getting get production like that from somebody that, you know, they probably expected to, you know, platoon and, and, you know, hopefully contribute, contribute a little bit. Yeah. He's, he's having an absurd season. They're, they're just, they're getting production all across the board. They, they had a significant injury to, to Adam Eaton. Their center fielder provided a lot of spark to the, the, the front of the lineup, uh, uh, ACL after the season. So mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that was significant, but you know, they, they've got depth, they've got a bench. Them and the Cubs are still probably the two best teams in baseball. So, you know, it, it's <laughs> the Mets are you know dealing with their usual set of you know 500 injuries. So the Nats uh, <laughs> probably win the NL East pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, going going on from there, who knows? Uh, but uh, I think the NL East likely goes to them. Not not conceding it yet. It's, it's still <laughs> wait wait. It's, way it's still early. very early. Very <laughs> way early. Too early for anything like yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, but right now, yeah. <laughs> Wizards, I feel really good about. Honestly, they lost two in in Boston. They, you know, kind of had the same routine for both the first two games. You know, dominate early and, and fall apart late. And then fall apart late. Uh, yeah, that's uh, why. But, I, uh, rep- I thought it was funny when you were like, "Oh, you know, they're crushing Boston tonight. Let's start early." And it's like, <laughs> Shannon was like, at one point, was like, "Hold on, man. <laughs> Let's see how they finish." <laughs> It's fair, but, but uh, and then the caps, the caps, everybody nervous. So I'm sure we'll we'll talk more in depth yeah, about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But most most mostly nervous about the caps. But uh, but hey, one game at a time. Uh, Wizards, I'm confident they can you know get fully back in this. They they lost to on the road. They win, you know, the games at home. Then it's you know right back where it should be. So yeah. Well, I tell you what, let's get everybody in, and we can circle back around to a couple of topics. Obviously, we've got uh, we've got a lot of you know a lot of stuff to get to tonight. Uh, we'll see how much we actually do squeeze in. <laughs> That's for you, Shannon. Uh, we'll see how much we actually squeeze in before the end of the night. But we'll try to have a little fun with it and just kind of catch up and you know powwow a little bit just for good measure. Shannon, obviously, man, we got to do this right for you, bro. You need some you need some good music, man. So, because <laughs> I think Grigson, that former Colts GM, probably is having a hard knock life, dude. <laughs> Because I think I think you realized how worthless that dude was, right? Holy man. man, aren't you glad he's out of there now? Uh, get the f out. <laughs> See ya. It's nice to actually have a professional actually as the GM. It's nice. Yeah. Well, you know, again, it, 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 with the NFL draft, it, I think the <laughs> the opt the optics matter in the moment. You don't know that the players are going to work out. But I think it's fair to say you, you know, looking at how it played out, you feel like there's a different degree of organizational competence and definitely a different vibe. Yeah, definitely a different vibe. And my impression was that it was needed. It was necessary. And I think the direction that they went is the direction they needed to go. Will the players work out? Who knows? knows? But it feels it felt right for where the team is and where they're trying to get them to. So, you know, I, I, in general, I'm a fan of what they did, and I think organizationally they made the right decision moving on from that dude. Well, it you makes I mean? you feel good that uh, Malik Hooker, their uh, first-round pick on draft day, was at a children's hospital in Pittsburgh visiting sick kids. So that makes you feel really good about your first-round pick. All I know is with a name like that, I'm sure Rick Pitino accidentally tried to recruit him. You know, he he may have gotten a call from Patino. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> by the way, fellas, hooker, line, and looking, sinker. Without looking at Google right now, 
The price came out today for the initial Lonzo Ball sneakers. Four ninety nine. Dude, no, they're special editions. So there's the four ninety five. Like they floated yeah. it out of oh. two hundred. Then they have the four ninety five. Then they have one with a light up freaking case that's autographed that I think is nine nine hundred ninety five dollars. Oh, but don't forget they got the sandals for two twenty. Yeah, because that's what I really need. I need some big baller brand sliders on my freaking feet. Yeah, because that's what I need. Yeah. So did Lonzo or Lavar price these? Lavar. You know, someone cue up Peter Griffin. Hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. We got a phone call. <laughs> Sam Jackson. <laughs> you want to go, Sam Jackson, out the block? Shut Dude, he the called fuck in. Up. Get the fuck out my face with that shit. Wow, <laughs> bruh. Seriously. You know, it, it, here's the thing, man. When I actually saw a picture of the shoes, I was like, well, they're they're not horrible. They look kind of better than some of those, uh, you know, Steph Curry deals that, they, that they've broken out. I've seen worse-looking shoes. But the price point is completely insane. And I'm sure some of that is just to get attention and just to get people to talk about it. Um, but, yeah, 495 because according to Slam Magazine, the ZO2 Prime, for the big baller brand is aiming for Lonzo's signature sneaker to tap into a new market above the athletic performance kicks. This is a, a verbatim kicks from the likes of Nike Jordan. Who the hell buys? I mean, come on, dude, $495 Jordan Adidas and under armor, but below the high end designer shoes of Gucci Prada or Louis Vuitton. Really? Really? ESPN's Darren Ravel added that the price for the ZO2 Prime increases to $695 for men's sizes 14 and 15. Bruh. Is that you? Yeah. yeah. I, I wear 15s, bro. So a, pair, thought, yeah. so a pair of those POS ZO2s would cost me a crisp 700 That'd be brutal. I wear 14, so that'd be brutal. That's. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah, here's the, there's a limited edition ZO2 wet. Uh, that comes because that's you need some lube if you're paying that amount of money for some shoes. <laughs> this guy, the ZO2 wet that comes personally autographed by Lonzo Ball in a clear acrylic case with white LED lights because that's what I need for my shoes for a thousand bucks. The big baller brand here's the tweet Independence is beautiful. We are proud to present the ZO2 wet. Really, I don't know, man. I, I pay that much to look inside, like the offices of like Nike and Adidas, to see them all laughing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. On on Thursday, Lavar took to Twitter to personally respond to any and all criticisms about the price of the shoes. I love this tweet. Big ballers loose. If you can't afford the ZO twos, you're not a big baller. Money bag. I mean, did that guy help? Mark, I want to know that did LeVar Ball help Ja Rule run that fire festival? <laughs> <laughs> did he? Because it just seems like the whole thing, right, just needs to be burned to the ground, man. It's just, it just sucks. He's like, I, I, he's fun to watch on the court. And I mean, I absolutely would be excited for him in the NBA. And, and I shouldn't say that I'm like entirely like, you know, screw that guy. I'm not going to watch him or something like that. Because uh, I, I think that clearly we all know that his dad has a terrible influence uh, on him. And, and I wish he could, you know, be out of the picture, at least for his professional, like, you know, output. But come on, man. You haven't played, you have not played a single minute in the NBA. There is no way on God's green earth that you 
actually believe that your shoes should cost $500. Jordan's shouldn't cost $500, but you're, you know, having played a second in the NBA ass, sure as hell should not be priced at $500. You had a good college career. You could have a good pro career, but this is nonsense, and this is just going to make you look like an elitist asshole. All right, all right. So I'm thinking this. We we all know about Kickstarter, right? Are they doing this as a kicks? starter right <laughs> is that what it is but because uh, <laughs> well here's the thing I mean, there's some fine print right there's some fine print and it says pre-order available for a limited time no refunds or exchanges shipping by november 24th 2017 again no refunds or exchanges so lavar ball wants you to pay and hey they're gonna hold on to this somebody's gonna hold on to this cash for six months and who knows if you even get shoes? And who knows what the price might even be at that? Right. Look, if they wanted coverage, I, I, I will say one thing about him. He's good at getting press. He's good at getting coverage. He's really good at that. You know? And if what, what, do, they, what do they used to say? No, uh, you know, no headline is a bad, I, you know, bad press. Is still <laughs> press. <laughs> this is your brain. This is your brain on LeVar Ball. Yeah. You know, uh, all press is good press or whatever the hell the line used to be. I don't know why I can't remember it at the moment. But, you know, basically, I mean, he gets people to talk about him. And yeah. I, I think the question becomes, is it more about him and his big baller brand or is it about his son playing basketball? I, I just I don't know what it ultimately is really about. And I, I'd like to I'd like to believe that, you know, Lonzo's uh, is going to get drafted and and hopefully have a good career and his brothers can you know work their way through high school and college and maybe they turn into something too but it's just a lot of extra baggage and it's going to get a lot of people to hate this guy before he ever steps on the court as an NBA player I mean it, well, I think- it, it it's so much extra pressure and so much extra baggage it is amazing to me I mean, I saw a bunch of, uh, you know, not that, not that remotely, you know, we're taking the shoes and everything out of the situation. That's sure it would be fair for, for anybody to put Lonzo Ball and LeBron James in the same conversation right now. But what I, a conversation that I was having with somebody and, and I, I've seen online a bit um, is, you know, LeBron James gets a lot of hate. But you know what LeBron James is? He's a family man who's been married for, you know, ages, has kids, has never been, you know, rumored to be cheating on his wife or, you know, doing anything scandalous. He plays damn hard on the court. He does not demonstrate somebody who uh, somebody who has an ego, uh, which he certainly would have every right to be. Yeah. He is the best, you know, athlete on the planet. And I mean, right now he's obviously absolutely dominating the playoffs. Uh has been dominating uh the league for a while now and as DeRozan and other people are saying mm-hmm. you, you, you got to the point the dude is so strong and so talented you're like how do we possibly guard him so if anybody would have the right to you know be an egomaniac and you know do stuff like this it would probably be someone like LeBron James but instead yeah. he, he stays quiet and he plays the game he plays hard and he plays team ball and you know I, I I'm not I probably was at one point, honestly, I, but I'm not any longer in the, you know, LeBron James hater camp. Um, I think it's hard to, you know, not respect what he does on the court and admire and enjoy watching it because it's damn fun to watch. Yeah. And uh, it's just, again, it's just a shame that, you know, again, I'm not saying that I think Le- Lonzo would ever be uh, LeBron James, but, you know, it's it's going to be hard to not have a negative view of him coming to the league if crap like this keeps happening. And it's it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot to turn people against you. 
You know what I mean? Because you could feel that building during the NCAA tournament, and that's not that's not even about what he's doing on court, right? And it's no, not I even don't. about him; it's his freaking dad. You know, yeah, and I mean, mm-hmm. there, there are plenty of people that say, "Well, you know what? His dad, that you know, his dad has helped make him who he is, and his dad supports his sons, and you know, and all that's true." And I mean, it, he, I mean, we've seen enough stuff with him going on shows and doing interviews. He knows what he's doing, and he's having some fun with it. Right, he is. But at what point does it just turn this into a negative thing for Lonzo? I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's just it's it's a really really weird thing to me. Before I forget, one thing that I did like, and you know, I the, there's always a couple players. And I think we all can all point to certain players that we just enjoyed their careers, whether it was them collegiately or pro, or maybe we liked their personalities. And you know, I I'll, I've always had an affinity for Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, I'll, I'll admit that. I liked him. I mean, it's old, old big D, Shaq Diesel, man. Terrible video games, terrible movies, but <laughs> hell of a basketball. But funny on Twitter. Not a good sheriff or cop or whatever he was, <laughs> but but funny on Twitter. Interesting guy. Hell of a player. I enjoyed. I enjoyed him. Right. I enjoyed him, and I had forgotten that he, he that Shaq actually has shoes. You can get him at Walmart. He has shoes that they sell for, you know, as low as 12 bucks. And so after all this stuff came out with, um, you know, the big baller brand, $495 an inch of shoe, Shaq went ahead and dropped a hammer, man. And he said, hey, at LeVar Big Baller, real big baller brands don't overcharge kids for shoes. Yeah. I, I thought that was a pretty interesting statement, man. I mean, it, obviously he had some deals, and, and these guys do, but, you know, that's his personal brand. And, you know, it, he emphasizes affordability for, you know, kids to be, to be able to go and get some shoes. I mean, you know, it's a different angle. It's a different perspective. Um, yeah, and- I can remember a story with Shaq. Um, I know he had just gotten to the NBA a few years in. And, mm-hmm. like, there was a story, like, kid who just grew so fast and his mom couldn't afford shoes. And yeah. Shaq gave him, like, a pair of his shoes. And, like, he didn't even want the coverage, but they gave him the coverage. Like, yeah. he just... Hey, you know, here you're in my shoe range. Here, here's some shoes. <laughs> here's some. I don't even know what size that dude wears. Twenty twos. It's probably something. Yeah, Twenty two. Something like, completely kid, ridiculous. Yeah, there was a kid yeah. who couldn't afford it, and it was like nineteen or a twenty size twenty. I mean, it was so. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't in local stores generally, and I wear fifteens, and depending on like Nikes are kind of narrow, so I'll wear I can, I'll wear sixteens in those sometimes. And then in dress shoes, I'll go down a little bit because I like real snug, right? But here's the thing, man. Once you get past a certain size shoe, they're just really hard to find. 13, 14 is about your cut. You know what I mean? As far as being able to get stuff. And once you hit like 15, 16, 17, when you're in that size range, dude, it's really hard to find shoes, man. It's really tough. So, you know, kudos to Shaq. They've sold over 120 million pairs, 120 million pairs of shoes. So, awesome. and, and I, I was going to say real quickly, and you you were mentioning earlier the the, the quote you were struggling with, but you you're basically saying right. I mean, you know, simply, typically, you know, no no press is bad press. Yeah, there you um, go. And I don't right, know I mean, why I couldn't I, freaking I remember the damn line. Any press is good press. Exactly. It's it's been me obviously saying the same thing, and 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 um, you know, I I think that to me that typically is going to refer to somebody like uh, I don't know why his first name again in my head, but like R R Kelly. I mean, somebody who you know uh, obviously had a successful career doing something, then got known for something else. His uh, his is all piss is good piss. Shower. 
<laughs> All piss is good piss. The R. Kelly story. That is pretty bad. That is pretty bad. I don't know. All, all I can say is that, you know, that's uh, certainly he's still selling records and still plenty of people, you know, love his music and, and all that. But, I mean, I feel like that that was, you know, him clearly like, I don't know. You're, you're bringing brought in the spotlight for a negative reason. Yeah. I mean, not, nothing about Lonzo, you know, should have him needing you know, press. I mean, he's an extremely talented basketball player who, you know, should be having a chance to come to come to the yeah. NBA soon and show his stuff. And, you know, so, you know, certainly he'd be getting plenty of, of press and attention because he was one of the top college players. He doesn't need any side press. And so just all of a sudden having, you know, what's going to stick with him, a bunch of negative press because of his, you know, arrogant asshole father. It's just, it just sucks. On him. He doesn't yeah. need that. You know, it doesn't. Not at all. At the end of the day, if he's got game, all this other stuff will sort itself out. His game it, will translate. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, that's what really matters. I mean, I, here I'm looking at, you know, people stuck the uh, Ghostbusters logo on the back of the shoe, which I think is, <coughs> is pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty, that's and th that's well done, by the way. And then they have, like, a crying Jordan, like, holding the shoe. Incidentally, somebody, a dude named Glenn Griffin actually has a side-by-side -side of the ZO2 shoe and Kobe's last sneaker, and there's a very, very strong resemblance from a design standpoint, um, which, you know, the sneakerheads will find that, by the way. If it looks like... I'm not, I'm not a sneakerhead like that. I like shoes, but the people that are like real hardcore sneakerheads, bro, if, you know what I mean? If they find it, if, if, they, if there's something that looked like it, they're going to dig it up. And they're gonna have it on there. Again, it's just, it's just weird to me, man. The whole thing is just strange. I don't know how it's gonna play out. It's it's like some bizarre. It's like some like alternate. It's like alt facts, man. <laughs> it's like you know what I mean. <laughs> There's like Lonzo and then alt fact dad. You know what I'm saying? With big baller brand is out there doing. I don't know, man. I hope it works out. And if they somehow bamboozle any company into giving them a billion dollars. Or you know, licensing out the big baller brand, kudos to them. But I, I don't know that we're, I'm going to enjoy the ride. <laughs> I just, I just don't know, man. And I hope the kid is good. I really, for his sake, I hope he's good, and I hope his skill set translates and his game grows at the NBA level. Because Lord knows, if that kid rolls up to the NBA and flames out in a big bag of suck, or is Mister Mediocre, or is only going to have success if he goes Starbury and rolls out to China. Then or no, well, Star. That's not really fair to, to Starbury. He actually had some NBA success. Who was that dude, Jimmer Fredette, who was a complete washout at the NBA level, and then went over. You know what I mean? Overseas, man, and like had game again. Um, I hope that's not like one of those things for that guy. I hope his game is good enough, and his skill set, and his personality. I hope he can make it as an NBA player, and and really make it, and and, and move on past all this stuff with his pops. But, dude, whew, his dad is not making it easy. Somebody was joking. I think it was PTI, and Kornheiser started saying something about ball, and Wilbon was just like, just shut it down. <laughs> and I laughed. He's like, we got to have, like, LeVar Ball free period. And I just started cracking up. Yeah, I just started cracking up. Because people, people have to be at the saturation point 
for uh, LeVar Ball and Lonzo Ball. You know what I mean? They, I mean aren't they? How can you for LeVar be? Ball, man? I, Lonzo, I, I love his game on the court. He doesn't really talk a whole lot. It's his dad. I'm, I'm at that point with his dad. And by the way, yeah, we have said their last name enough to warrant a soundbite. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The, they are the, they unofficially. We ought to license the soundbite to them. You said <laughs> balls. Yeah. Well, that's four ninety five, bitch. What? <laughs> four ninety five. <laughs> there you go. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Call Wazy. Yeah. <laughs> four ninety five. Yeah, four hundred ninety five dollars or er, pay less for four dollars and ninety five cents. Yeah, I don't know, man. No. Lonzo Ball, Lavar. High word. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> who knew Jar Jar was gonna make an appearance? Right. <laughs> take a drink. Yeah. Take you a- had a kid in play and Jar Jar Binks reference. Go <laughs> oh, play the lottery. Big divorce. <laughs> when in that smell stick a whip. <laughs> What? <laughs> what was that? I don't, I don't know. Ask, ask Randy for a translation. Oh my god! Talk about something stinking. Must be made. The Mark, did you drop uh, ass over there? Is he in your house with the 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 salsa feet? <laughs> it's salsa feet, man. <laughs> salsa feet. Uh, unfortunately, I was I was hoping I had some kid in play, but your kid, come here, man. Their hair is pretty fantastic. What do you hear? Well, you know so were they in house? That was house play, right? House party. House party. Still trying to figure out how they made four of those movies. I, uh, Lord knows, man. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I have no answer for that. They're probably funded by Levar Ball. <laughs> you know what? You know what I didn't realize is that LeVar Ball must be a Bill O'Reilly fan. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> Big baller brand, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh God! Actually, you know what? You know what? All kidding aside, uh, it, it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. I had no idea that of all the things that we would talk about, that I, that we would essentially spend the first segment talking about freaking Lavar Ball, right? Um, but I did want to say this, and th- this song actually, you know what? This song is dedicated, I think, to Lavar Ball. Uh, Cuba Gooding Senior passed away. Mm. All right, and there's a band called The Main Ingredient, and I don't know how many of you guys will will remember the song or get the song, but I think if there's anything that deserves to be dedicated to Levar Ball, it's this. Dig this. Yeah, that's right. Now that is a random ass pull, by the way. I actually like that song. I had not heard that in years, and when I saw the when the news broke that because well, he they found him passed uh, like passed away in his Jaguar or something, right? Yeah. If yeah. I remember correctly. OD, I think. 
Uh, well, I don't know what happened with it, but uh, if that was the case, either way, you know, passed away. But um, saw the song, and I, and I immediately had to start pulling like performances in the songs. And I totally—that's a song I remembered, but I hadn't heard in years, and I thought it was great. So, anyway, and, and rest in peace, QB Gooding Senior. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and he and, took and he. Sh- Shannon Mc- I was gonna share with with, with Shannon because I feel like you know going back one one reference that uh you know the kid from a uh, kid and play composed the theme song to Real Time with Bill Maher. Really? Yeah, actually, I see his uh, name at the end of like every show. Just impressively random, but yeah, that is yeah. fantastically random. No, I had no idea. Right? I mean, the thing the things that you learn. Exactly. Or as we will say in the sports brew, here you go. This is this is legit. Let me get to the video because you got to have the full sound effect. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That fucking thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But really, had no idea. We spent that much time on uh, <laughs> Lavar and Lonzo Ball on the shoes. Thanks for bringing that up, MacGuffin. Sorry. Thanks. Like, we're trying to have an actual meaningful podcast, and freaking MacGuffin, Leroy, Leroy Jenkins the hell out of the damn thing. <laughs> Total shocker. Total shocker. <laughs> Thanks, MacGuffin. Ah, shocker. <laughs> Way to use the Jedi mind trick there, yeah. uh, MacGuffin. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, let's get everybody else in. I, I was going to say something. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, who knew? Because we, we just used QB Gooding Senior, right, and that song for Levar Ball. But who knew that that, that you know there was going to be family lineage there, right? Both elements, man. Because you got QB Gooding Senior with the song, and then Levar Ball took QB Gooding Junior's line to heart, right? Show me the money. You know what I'm saying? Like took it to heart, man. It's like a mantra. It's legit. Anywho. Uh, we didn't even get everybody in. We need beer. We need to get everybody else in, and then we need to end segment one. <laughs> we need to <laughs> We need to get everybody in, talk about our beer, and then get the hell right back out. That's that's completely ridiculous. By the way, completely. Ri- Thank you, Shannon. Thank you. Thank you. Anywho, what should Randy come into? Incidentally, I do like I, I do like what the 49ers did. I'm pretty happy. I think you should be too. I'll give you a little pant a uh, little Pantera, man. Cowboys from hell. So, uh, Randy, old giggity gals, man. Now that we're done talking about Levar Ball and his shoes, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, well, I'm glad you got to enjoy a concert tonight. That's fun at the nat. Was at the national. Yeah, it was. Yeah, nice. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for making it back from the show to be part of this show <laughs> that's yeah, you, good you know you're at a good concert when the crowd is just as loud or louder than the band you know they're just that into it that hype and i gotta i gotta give that crowd credit they were fully into it tonight good good well i'm glad you enjoyed that man i'm glad you enjoyed yourself hopefully uh penny had a good time too and uh you know we'll circle back around but you know uh long and short uh, two things of note a kudos to colin kaepernick for um I saw a story. I, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, so I'm, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Suits. But he was giving some people suits. Yeah, man, I thought that was a nice thing to do, man. Thought that was a nice thing to do. Uh, I still, I still don't think he's been blackballed by the league. I think he'll find his way back into it. But I thought that was a nice story, man. That was a nice story. 
kudos to him for that, man. Kudos to him for that. But uh, more importantly, just a, a, a little note, a little teaser, I guess. Um, I think the, I, I think when we talk about, we talked about the Colts with Shannon and, and kind of organizational, excuse me, direction. And I think early yet, you don't know how it plays out, but I think the front office relationship that was on display with Lynch and Shanahan, and I'm trying to remember the other guy's name. Um, I think it starts with an nope. M, but, uh, uh, pra- uh Parag Marath. Yeah. The, the Marath. Um, I think the, and e- even early on, right. I think uh, what you saw was a, a strong united front from those those three guys, and I liked I liked the organizational vision uh, they seemed to be displaying. Again, early you don't know how it all plays out, but I you know they got the guys they wanted, and you know they leveraged the the you know their pick, and, and they did well. I mean, I, I think John Lynch. And that team, whoever really called all the shots, whether it was them collectively or Lynch, man, I, I think they des- he deserves some major high fives and kudos for you know where they're at. Again, I don't know how much of it is him, but to be a, essentially a rookie GM, I've heard a lot of good things about that guy. Oh, uh, I heard, I don't remember who was talking about it. They said he was actually in a class with, what's the guy's name, Solomon Thomas? Yeah, yeah. It was, mm-hmm. on, it was on a Peter King. Yeah, they they, they were in a class Monday together. Morning. Yeah, at stand. I mean, how how freaking crazy is that? That's random. Yeah, absolutely. Was it like a leadership class or something yeah, yeah, like that? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how freaking bananas is that, right? How freaking bananas is that? And that was before the draft, or after? Yeah, no, it was before. It was like before. a couple years ago. Yeah. Before. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you want to talk about all like the really random old things, man, that goes on. That that was the deal, dude. Anyway, you know, I, I, again, I I think if you're a Forty Niners fan, as 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 all the turmoil that's mm-hmm. been there, the the you know, really kind of in the at the end of the Harbaugh era to where they're at now, they look like they have a vision and a sense of direction again, uh, and that's an important important thing. Um, so Solomon Thomas, we'll see if he's a legit player, but I thought the, I mean, him having a class with the GM of the team is like so bizarre, man. But for, for them to make that trade, to get the player they wanted and then to make, you know, to move around at the back end of the first round and get Ruben Foster too, you know, they got extra picks. They got two of the players they really wanted. I mean, I, they did well, they did well. And I, I, Lynch and Shanahan and, and they just, you know, a tip of the glass to the a tip of the glass to them. Good job, guys. I mean, consider most mock drafts had a Foster tennis. Mm-hmm. And he dropped that low. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I thought I, I thought I saw in that Peter King story that they, they had even discussed taking him third. Yeah, they did. You know, if if the Bears had taken Thomas, you know, obviously the curveball was Mitchell Trubisky going in the two hole. So, oh, by the way, I was listening to the podcast the other week, and you were like, "No, man, Deshaun Watson's going to be the first quarterback taken." Who <laughs> thought the Bears would be that stupid? <laughs> Not any of us. <laughs> well, even even if Trubisky didn't go first, I mean, the Chiefs did kind of kind of climb up to. Get themselves some Pat Mahomes. No, all all, all three of the, all three of the guys taking the first sure. round, man. I'm not sure which was more head scratching, the Bears or the Chefs. No, I think the Chefs was perfect. <laughs> Alex Smith is a game manager. 
Could be. Could be. Again, you know, you don't know how the players actually pan out. You know, look at Dak last year. If you could redraft last year, where would Dak go? Not in the fourth. You know what I mean? Not in the round he went. So we'll kind of see how that plays out, man. We'll kind of see how it plays out. Whitfield. What did that say I was going to bring you into? Oh, yeah, that's right. There you go. Because <laughs> we, we all know Green Bay drafts no scrubs. <laughs> Thank you, Ted Thompson. Yeah, no, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Dude, how were you excited about almost getting the the other Watt? <laughs> were you like, yeah, he's gonna oh fall? Oh my to god, him. yes! He's gonna fall to him, like, and then the Steelers oh are like, we could get him, we could get him. Packers trading. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, then I, then I was like, I mean, it was kind of, I think, kind of beneficial that they had the first pick on both days. Yeah. And then you saw that smoke screen coming up. Oh, Grimmy's not afraid to draft Deshaun Kaiser. Well, where's Sam Jackson? I mean. Would Green be really signed uh, Deshaun Kaiser? No. No, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. But, again, we'll see how everything pans out. We'll see how everything I mean, pans I out. Liked, now that I read more, King is interesting. I really like the uh, kid that got from UTEP as a running back. I mean, it wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if it's him and uh, Montgomery spearheading the backfield next year. Well, I like Montgomery. If nothing else, that guy's going to be flexible. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I think that gives them a lot of flexibility, and and I think that I think there's just something to be said for that. Um, the guys that can really be like running backs and or wide receivers. It's, it's one of the reasons I'm really curious about McCaffrey in Carolina. I don't really know what he is, you know what I mean? But I'm curious. Brian Mitchell. I'm curious to see how he is deployed and how effective he is in their offense on the field. You know what I mean? Like he's intriguing to me. I don't I don't know if he's worth what they you know where they drafted him. I mean, who knows? But I like the guy, and I'm curious. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's, there's going to be a, a nice big opportunity space for these players that can, that are like running back slash wide receivers, you know, and can really do it effectively. I think there's going to be great, great opportunity space. And Lord knows it's taken how many years for ESPN to finally stop penalizing defenses, <laughs> like in their fantasy scoring? How long will it take them to get that right <laughs> in that position I mean, added to it? I'm just saying. Well, they I mean, probably I, fired I, the people that ran the site, so it don't matter anymore. Wait, every, yeah, exactly. every, everybody got the DOS, DOS boot. So, thanks. I mean, I think McCaffrey get his mission wheel routes, swing routes, flat routes, where he can get in open space and make people miss. And oh no, well, you got to get the guy on the field, man. He's, I mean, he's got chops. I mean, he's the legit PPR nightmare next year. Could be. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. If, I you know, I mean, the rookie. Who knows? We'll see. Can Cam Newton get in the ball? But he's the kind of player that intrigues me. The same thing with Montgomery. He just intrigues me. Uh, and I think I think you're going to see a, a, just a push for that, man. I, I think that's like, you know, you always have these waves of evolution. It was like, you know, you got these two bit, you know, like Belichick and the tight ends. And then that one year with the Wildcat. And then something about, you know, they changed how they've used running backs. And, you know, guys like it, that Wes Welker effect for one a period of time. You know what I mean? There's always these little tweaks and these little opportunity spaces, and and the the better teams figure it out and are on the front end of it, uh, and do it well. Um, it doesn't mean it hasn't been done before and it hasn't been done in any capacity, but you know there are unique talents and in the right scheme with the right personnel, they can really bring out a lot of that and leverage it. And uh, anyway, I'm intrigued by McCaffrey. I don't know how good he is or what he's going to be, but I'm intrigued by that. Uh, I just hope that they can use him effectively. But 
anyway, we'll see. Um, before we get too bogged down in draft stuff. Um, hey, by the way. Yeah. So much uh, for Fournette and McCaffrey's draft stock um, dropping because oh, yeah. they set out their bowl games. Yeah, man. <laughs> Lo and behold. Uh, yeah, I mean, realistically. Me have a shout out to my wife. <laughs> Holy moly. I think it's very, very realistic to expect that going forward, more players do that. And Absolutely. It hurt. Uh, what's the kid from Michigan? Jake Butt? Jake Butt. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what was he considered? A first round, first round, second round prospect? Realistically, yeah. before he got hurt, yeah. and you know, I now he had an insurance policy, and I think he got around ten thousand bucks. I forget where it kicked in, and he he was getting money every time he didn't get drafted. He got ten thousand dollars, but I forget where it started. So he he got some money out of that, but that's not the same thing. That doesn't really replace, you know. I'm sure if he if he could say, well, I'd rather you know, would I rather not have the knee injury? Obviously, he'd rather stay healthy. Um, he'd, he'd make more money that way. He'd be in a better position. He wouldn't have to deal with, you know, the rehab and recovery of that. But, uh, I certainly would expect for the players that they think they're going to be drafted in the, in, you know, the first couple of rounds, you're going to see more insurance policies like that. I think it's also Absolutely. very realistic, realistic. You're going to see more people say, you know what, unless it's a championship game or the semifinal or like, the, like the final four, I guess that they'll sit it out. I mean, I think that's going to be a very, very real thing in college football, man. I think it's going to be a very real thing. I don't I mean, know how much. He just picked up an endorsement deal with Charmin. <laughs> yeah, well, he Tell got the about that. yeah, he got the, the the truckload full of toilet paper. <laughs> I thought that was great. Oh, I thought that was great. I loved that. Hey, somebody's man. already asleep. He is now Cornholio. <laughs> he got TV yeah, yeah, I like that, man. But yeah, they, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much of an issue the it's. I don't know how widespread it's going to be. But I, I get. I feel very confident that every year we're going to get late in the college football season, and there's going to be, you know, easily two to three, if not maybe four to five players that just that you know that they just sit out the end, man. And from a business standpoint, it's probably the right Can't thing to do. Them. Yeah, cannot blame them one um, bit. And there's a part of me that's always going to be like, I'd prefer that they play. You know what I mean? All right, I but like if it's a national championship, I would like you got to play. Well, that's what I'm but saying. It's like, like the like Final a, Four. If it's but, a meaningless bowl game, eh, I'd set it out. Look, if it's the Mister Potato Head Bowl, I mean, you know, it's probably not. <laughs> it's probably not that important. Look, you know what no I mean? one, but no one sits out the Mr. Potato Head Bowl. <laughs> no, um, I mean, but you know, but, but with Bud, it was the Orange Bowl, and um, I think, it, yeah, here you go. Darren Ravel reported uh, that Bud purchased a two million dollar total disability policy with a two million dollar loss of value policy rider before the start of his final season in Michigan. The loss of value protection cost twenty five grand. I don't know what the you know the report doesn't mention the price of the base policy, but. Um, at least he got something out, but that that's somebody that had the, you know, foresight to kind of plan for that. So you're, you're glad that Bud, Bud got something out? <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, personally, I'm, I'm glad he didn't sit out the Brown Bowl because that would have been really bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, if you're talking about a butt and a dingleberry, at least he was able to shake it off. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm glad that at the end of the day... You teamwork, know. huh? Teamwork. Teamwork. Yeah, we got we got a little. Oh man, where the hell did that go? Oh, there it is. Here you go. Uh, we have a little shake it off. Play, 
right? A little bit of that. Teamwork, it makes the I dream the dream work. Poo, poo, poo. So it, he was able to shake it off, and obviously, with all that Charmin, it's nice to know that he'll be comfortably able to let it go. <laughs> you know. And his toilet will be full of blank spaces. F. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a fucking thing sucks. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Oh, gosh. That's enough of that. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, let's let's circle let's circle back around real quick because we've run a little long on segment one. We have That's what she said. Hey, yeah, and then Mark's got a ripcord out in a couple of minutes. So <clears throat> let's do this. I want to come back to the NHL um, and top some thoughts with the Capitals, and then certainly with uh, some stuff with the Wizards. So why don't we go and take take a quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some hockey and some NBA for a, a little bit. And then, uh, Mark, when you got a ripcord out, you'll be able to do that freely without any prejudice from us. Lies. Uh, we're going to give you lots of grief. No, we'll celebrate you on your way out. Uh, we'll high-five you as you go to sleep, prick. Um, it'll, be <laughs> it'll be fantastic. I'm just kidding. No, it's totally fine. Uh, but we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll, and we'll go ahead and, and uh, uh, polish that stuff up a little bit and uh, then get Mark out of here. Uh, we have the sports. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, obviously, you know, the Google Play Store, Podbean is our main feed. Keywords are, as always, two of the things, you know, we know that we love and we believe that you love. And that's sports and brew. And I clearly, as I'm trying to say that, I did burp. So you may also love burps, and that's okay. I love them. They make me feel good. Um, <laughs> but we're the sports brew. Those are the keywords. And we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back in just a momento. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. A couple of random things, man. Because uh, <laughs> I know, I, I would imagine we've got some uh, Key and Peel fans here on the Sports Brew and probably people that listen to uh, us as well. And Mark, I, I really pulled this one. This one's dedicated to you, I think. So NFL Memes had a, had a post. And obviously, some of the easy ones, you think of Jake Butt and, you know, Corn Elder and Forrest Lamp, <laughs> you know. But I mean, think about some of the names, and I'm I'm gonna get some of these wrong. There's just no no doubt. But like Demorier Stringfellow, Obi Melanfonwu, clearly Taco Charlton. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, the, the nickname Taco is is brilliant. And I I thought the story was like he hated tacos as a kid. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. You know, Tack McKinley. Uh, obviously, him dropping f bombs with Dion was was pretty interesting, but. Uh, Tredavious White, yeah, uh, Raekwon McMillan, and Juju Smith-Schuster. I think that's a pretty legit one. But some good names. Uh, some good names. And uh, I certainly hope you enjoyed uh, that, Mark. But um, Absolutely. <laughs> one, one of my favorite lines, and, and Shannon, this one is dedicated to you, but one of my favorite lines when it came to Jake Butt there was a user comment on one of the PFT articles, and it said, "I like, J <laughs> I like Jake, but and I cannot lie." 
And I, uh, and then it's like, like Sir Mix-a-Lot just got stuck in my head, and I was like, "Oh God," because that's what he needs, right? <laughs> it, but is is there a Nicki Minaj remix? That's I was gonna uh, say, is kidding. there an Anaconda? I, 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 yeah, I'm, I, we won't we won't do that. We won't do that. But uh, uh, also dedicated to you, Mark. Uh, the Giants GM was asked about the smarts of the of their second round pick. His response, and this was uh, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, defensive tackle from Alabama, took him at number 55 in the second round of the draft. So <laughs> their line in talking about this guy, Jerry Reese said, hey, we want, him, we want him to play football. We don't want him to do our taxes or anything <laughs> like that. So, I mean, it's great that he graduated and, and got his undergrad degree in finance and he's pursuing, you know, a, a bachelor's in financial planning. All that's great. But, uh, you know, according to Jerry Reese, man, he's just, he's just there to play football. <laughs> don't, we don't need him doing our taxes, man. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, I thought, thought that was pretty funny, man. thought that was pretty funny. So, hey, you know, I don't know. I always think there's some, like, some of the draft stories are just kind of fun. Some of, like, the rando things. Uh, that Florida quarterback Quincy Wilson wearing like the poop emoji. Yeah, that I don't. I know you. I know Mark. You didn't really watch the draft, but he had yeah. a shirt that just had the had the poop emoji on it. So it was like poop emoji, and underneath poop emoji was happens. Nice. So you know that I thought was kind of a hoot, and I think I want to say that's on. It was day two. The first day he had a regular shirt on, but on day two he broke out the poop emoji. Nice. Since he fell, <laughs> I guess he figured he was going to be a day one, day one draftee. Man, it happens. So you know, it, all those little random things are, are kind of fun to me. Slightly, slightly bizarro that Ryan Switzer, the wide receiver that was drafted uh, from UNC, uh, drafted by the Cowboys, and he has a believe tattoo. Did you see that? Uh-huh. In in his lip. So there's a picture of 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 uh, Switzer. And he pulls his lip down. <laughs> it's like it's just believe written right in there. And uh, I think they said that um, they didn't. They like the Cowboys didn't know about that. So and they thought it was kind of funny. But anyway, he said it, uh, Jason Garrett said that uh, they tried to be thorough. They tried to be thorough with you know their evaluations, but they didn't notice the tattoo. I thought that was kind of a hoot. But anyway, five eight, hundred eighty one pounds. He said uh, that's kind of his mantra. So that's his deal. It's his favorite word. So you know. Mm-hmm. And he also said it was it was he got the tattoo at a place quote it was a place where at the time my mom wouldn't be able to see it and get mad at me. <laughs> that's always uh, that's always pretty important, right? So is that the old uh, Henry Winkler on the Water Boy? What Mama don't know won't hurt. What, ma- what Mama don't know, what Mama don't know. Right, so of the Cowboys, yeah. Um, I didn't watch a lot of the draft, but probably what I did watch. My favorite moment was when Drew Pearson went full heel mode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, yeah. It's it's absolutely bar none. It's one of my favorite moments from the draft, oh my and gosh. and we're going to spend some time with that. Mark, um, I, I know we we wanted to circle back around to you know the NHL and the Caps and, and the Wizard, and I want right. I want to do that for you. But did you ever hear the Drew Pearson audio? I did. I did. It was great. Okay. Because it, it, it was bar none. It was probably my absolute favorite chunk of anything from the draft. Um, I loved that. But it, since you heard it, since you heard it, Shannon, why don't we save that for a little bit later? Okay. We'll get into that. I think that's relevant. But I, I want to give Mark a chance in case he needs to like totally ripcord out. I want to zone in just a smidge on, on the Capitals and the Penguins in particular. And then anything else that, you know of note that he, he wants to get into with that. But uh, So a couple of things, man. 
I work with a lot of Penguins fans. This is like super rando, but like like four. And like all of a sudden I saw them wearing like pens, like pins. That's hard to say when you've been drinking pens, pens. Penguins pins like on their lapels and stuff. And I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, Pens fan? <laughs> How you doing, man? And I just thought that was like super random. But I guess part of the question is, do you th- do you when do you expect to see Crosby again? And and I mean, are, are are the Pens better off? Just I mean, he's got a history with concussions. This is not a new thing. What does he miss? Like ninety something games with concussions. He's missed a lot. You know, we'll see what happens with the Capitals. They obviously do not have a good history in the second round. Particularly, you know, they have a bad history against the Penguins, and they have a bad history with the second round of the playoffs. Okay, this is tough sledding for them. But you'd think at least your immediate reaction is, okay, so Crosby gets knocked out, taken out. I don't, you know, you some people are going to think it was a dirty hit. I, I kind of looked at it. it. That looked really bang, bang. That was like one of those bang, bang plays. I don't know that I believe that was dirty. I don't know that I see it that way. Either way, Crosby, he goes down, gets a concussion. I don't know how much time he's going to miss. But if he's going to be out, that's opening up a door of golden opportunity. Fair or not, for the Capitals to rally and come back and do something in this series, right? So I guess a couple of things, you know, it's the Crosby injury, how impactful that is. Is it going to be back this series? And what the hell are the Capitals going to do, man? Well, um, first of all, definitely I've got to address. I mean, so so I I very strongly, um, and I I would echo this genuinely if I wasn't a Capitals fan, I don't believe there's any dirty intents on the hits. Right. Uh, not that we don't see, you know, idiots do things like this in any spectrum, but I think uh, if you've never seen it, there's a fantastic online blog for the Caps uh, called uh, Rush, "Russian Machine Never Breaks," and uh, I was seeing in, in, in honor of Obi, and um, right. you know, they they found there was a, a Penguins fan who got uh, uh, "fuck Matt Niskanen" tattooed on their leg, which is just brilliant. Whoa, uh, that's uh, a little harsh. Things. One perceived, uh, you know, dirty hit. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. Um, but uh, yeah, Crosby was already slipping, um, and I just think it was. You know, I mean, when you're going full speed in a game, and a guy's kind of slipping towards you, and he's just kind of trying to adjust himself, it looks bad. I get that. It I, looked I bad. It, it, and and I'm sure it felt horrible, but it was not as though he just kind of comes flying at him and pops him. Um, bad, bad timing. Bad luck. Uh, I've certainly seen a, a small, a very small handful of you know Caps fans who, who celebrated it. I think we've we've certainly discussed these kind of things more than enough on the Sports Brew. I'll never celebrate an injury on any team, no matter what right. player. That's 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 awful, unfortunate. I want to win, playing a team at full strength in the playoffs. So that's that. And Penguins, uh, I, I think to their credits, uh, didn't come back with any dirty, anything, anything you know, any any attacks or, or anything like that in Game Five. Um, or excuse me, game four. Um, so unlike yeah, the they, Orioles and the Red Sox, they can actually send, they can actually figure this stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, just saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so credit, credit them, and and they won the game. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. you know, that's what's the what's the best, best revenge? Uh, win the game. It was a weird game. You know, they get get a goal. You know, passing across the net and bouncing off a of Caps player skate into the goal. I mean, it was a strange strange game, but. Uh, and I think the Caps dominated in a lot of ways, dominated on shots of goal, dominated a lot of things. But what matters is the scoreboard, three-two. Yeah. So uh, coming back to DC for Game Five, Caps are down three-one. Uh, so I would say based on that, I'll admit I haven't fully checked back up on it. I knew that I'd, I'd hear stuff if he wasn't a play, but I would think just almost purely based on circumstantial, 
we would not see him game five. That would really surprise me. Game six comes around more likely if he's available for sure, because yeah. you know, the one thing that the caps have in their favor and the one thing I, I do much more prefer about, uh, and playoffs versus a lot of other formats is it's, you know, two, two, one, one, one. And since the caps, you know, were the, um, were the president's, uh, cup, you know, winner in the regular season, they have home, home ice, you know, all, all, uh, entire playoffs. So right now they've got, you know, essentially home ice potentially, for the rest of this series, which means Game 5 and Game 7 are in D.C. Mm-hmm. In no way, shape, or form do the Penguins want to have Game 7 in D.C. So no, they will make sure if they lose Game 5, which I sure if they do, and I think that, you know, Caps absolutely have a great opportunity to, to, to take it down. Um, they will be bringing it, you know, in, in, game in Pittsburgh for Game 6. Yeah. So if he, if he is clear to play, he will absolutely be out there. And they've, they've got a few other injuries too. So I mean, it's 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 you know certainly he's the the, the key, um, but, but you know they, they've got a, a few a uh, few marked up guys. So yeah, if it gets to Game Six, I think the crowd would go absolutely bananas when he would if Crosby skates out there. I, you know what I mean? Even if he plays limited minutes, I, I would think that would be such a huge factor for that team in that moment. For him to be out there, even if limited, but it, you know, you play a dangerous game with the concussions, especially with anybody that has a history of it. That's a, oh, that's yeah. a dangerous game, so they they got to be careful because you know it, it may be one of those things like you have that in, in game three with with Niskanen, and then you'd hate to see that be the kind of thing where they bring him back out a little early. Maybe maybe there's an incident again, even even without malice, right? You know, once you got that rattling around, if you take the wrong kind of hit, I mean, it just it. That might be the end of them for the rest of the playoffs. You know what I mean? And uh, it's bad enough for that kind of issue, but he already has concussion issues in his career. You don't want him to be done. You know how many? You know what I'm saying? You, you don't want to be like, well, let's send him off with, you know, a bunch of a bunch of concussions and see you see you a year from now. You know, you don't want it to be like that. So I, I hope they can manage the risk and manage him. Um, and, and that he's okay. I, you know, I don't celebrate injuries. We, we talk about it on the brew. We've talked about it for years. You know, we love the games. We understand that injuries are part of the game. Uh, and some of those, obviously it's, it's a concussion issue as well, which you don't, you can't always see. You don't always, you don't always know, um, the same way, you know, when somebody like Tony Parker, you know, you know what I mean? Like that's a really apparent kind of injury. And I'm sorry, Bears fans, even when Jay Cutler hurt his knee, you know what I mean? You know, booing him on the sideline, but Oh, by the way, do you like how uh, Jay Cutler said he wants to follow Tony Romo and do do like <laughs> sideline reporting or whatever or color commentary? Good luck with that, Jay. That's going to go well for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people can't wait, can't wait for that one. But you know, we don't celebrate injuries. We understand they're part of the game. But you know, Crosby is, is an all timer. I I, I want to say I saw, I, and again, I don't have it right in front of me, but. Wherever he is in the number of playoff games that he's been in, like he scored enough goals that the only people are, that are in front of him are like Hall of Famers. I mean, he is an incredible player that's had an incredible career, and you want to see that continue. So they're going to have to be mindful of that going forward. And you know, much like the thing with and fair or not, you know, uh, with Cindergard and this, you know, torn lat and. You know, uh, I know we skipped the start with this bicep discomfort. Sometimes players think they're okay, and sometimes they're just not. And you know what I mean? Sometimes as an organization, you have to be willing to sit them, or you got to be willing to pull them for their own benefit. Because players will go out there, 
and they will push. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. so, and, and, and I think we can all appreciate the warrior mentality. We can all appreciate that I want to be out there with my team and be out there with my guys. But occasionally you got to clamp it down and you got to do what's better for them for the player long term. And if that means you sure. eat, you eat a period of time, then you just do. You know, and, and I mean, and Kirk Crosby was Crosby was skating in practice today. Yeah, but I just think they they the benefit of, of being up three one is, is mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, of course, it's massively different from two two. Yes, two two. If if he if he's you know a we think he can go, he probably can go. He's cleared to play. I, I bet he's in there. But yeah, uh, up three one. Not saying it's a throwaway game. Not saying that they're just one of the sacrifices. Of course not. No. But you have the luxury of saying, you know what? I mean, clearly, no matter what. You know, maybe they play him for just very limited. Yeah. But I, I would be, I would honestly more so expect that they try to get it done without him. And you know, then again, come game six, if the, the if if necessary, if the Caps pull, you know, make a game six happen, I would expect to see him in there. Yeah. Well, you know, again, keep in mind the Pens have beaten the Caps eight out of nine times in their playoff history, uh, including last year when the Caps were, of course, also the best team in the league. There's a lot of history, and you know, quite clearly, if you're a Pens fan and you're salty about the Crosby concussion, there is no better retribution for the Pens really than knocking the Caps out of the playoffs again. Um, of course, you and, know, and and, 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 I, and I did want to say, I mean, I yeah. you know I think that there's obviously a big difference, and we've all I've been in you know both both uh, both sides of the coin before. Oh yeah, if any of us were were Pens fans. You know what? I I I can understand how, yeah. how, where they they're coming from, and I, I likely would be like, you know what? Screw the caps, you know, <laughs> screw screw Niskanen. in. I hope I would have their strength not to get a tattoo. You know, yeah, representing that, that, that's a little overboard. That, that sounds like a bad bet. Yeah, kind they, of ridiculous. They, I mean, it's they, not, it's not, and it's not tiny. It's it's actually looked pretty significantly large on the guy's leg. Just idiotic. That's what she said. Hey. Uh, um. <laughs> did, did, but 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 <laughs> I, I I was gonna echo that you know. I do believe in the most any like either Cavs fan or cer- certainly you know the best best review obviously come from you know neutral fans are like yeah I mean it was unfortunate and sucked but there there was no like blatant intent I mean it was not like somebody trying to target somebody and you know knock their block off uh, it was bad bad circumstance you know right around the goal you know Crosby's you know slipping on the ice and you know Niskanen has nowhere to go. So uh, it's tough, man. It, it's tough. And it, it, you know, again, when I watch it, it, it just, when I saw the highlight, man, it just, some angles make it look a little bit more vicious than others, but that's always true with, with sports stuff, but it, it just felt like it happened so fast and it was bang, bang. And he, he looked like he was, you know, going down. It's yeah. tough, but you know, I've, I think we've seen plays where you have a definitive feel where a guy was trying to hurt somebody else. And the way that he went down, and this can then kind of, you know, they fall down and he's over him a little bit, and then go, you know what I mean? It's not like he was like RKO out of nowhere, elbow drop. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It wasn't any of that. It wasn't any of that. Absolutely not. But, so uh, you know, only one person truly knows. But I'd like to think that it certainly was not. It's yeah. it's an unfortunate thing, and I hope that Crosby ends up being right. Uh, I, I certainly also hope that the Caps can actually get out of the second round. I think it would be good well, for them. I'll just say if I, if I can you but, know, put, push my own transition there, there's yeah. going to be uh, obviously really quick Caps losses that, you know, obviously three, down 3-1 sucks. Not at all where they want to be. Um, I feel like other than one game, I haven't been, like, you know, massively disappointed in their play. They, yeah. They've been, they've been falling. They've been uh, playing good offense. A few slip-ups slip, uh, slip on <laughs> defense. <laughs> and certainly hold, hold be. 
Uh, you know, they, they had the one game where, where I think, you know, coach obviously benched him for the third period, which, you know, didn't, didn't end up mattering, um, you know, game, game two, but, uh, but I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not like, oh, they're just, they're toast. They're, they're playing horrible. I, I think they're, they're playing decent night, uh, hockey and, um, it's, it's just, it's clearly, it's, it's, you know, the one game at a time mentality again. Just remember uh, yeah. this, D stat. The Warriors blew a three-one lead. Exactly. <laughs> anybody, it can it, it can happen to anybody. And uh, so I did the Indians. Did, you know, the, <laughs> the fact that Caps have you know <laughs> the, the home home ice advantage. Uh, if they can get it done in Game Five, uh, then Game Six is what it's all about. Because I would love to see a Game Seven back here in DC, back in the yeah. district. Um, but if I can do my own transition, I was going to say talk yeah. about. Uh, about uh, some some feistiness, uh, I, I I don't know if I'm the only one that saw it tonight, but uh, obviously beyond the fact that the the Wizards you know took took the Celtics to the woodshed tonight, there's definitely no love lost between the two of them, and uh, uh, we had four ejections tonight, uh, two two at the hands of a you know er, fairly early on or I guess second period I think uh, Kelly Oubre and and uh, Kelly Olynyk getting into it. Olynyk well, Oubre uh, went after him. Oh yeah, Olynyk <laughs> had, had two 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 pretty. Uh, Two pretty rough uh, screens that he set on Ubre, but after the second second one, uh, they call they call it offensive foul on on uh, Olenek for the screen sets, and Olenek is just standing next to the the uh, ref by the sideline, and Ubre just comes charging at him, just slams him to the ground with a a pop to the chest, and I mean that's uh, gonna get a blatant immediate ejection. I I don't know that I outright think that Olenek set dirty screens, but they were they were more than just yeah it was standard. high. They, they were high. high. It was so, a little yeah. high, and not yeah. Afro man high. Exactly. <laughs> it was above so, the shoulders, and I, I, I don't. I so, saw the replay of it. I don't know what did the um, did Olenek get anything? Get like a um, no, just a, just a personal. That's it. Yeah, just 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 a personal. I don't know. What, I I don't see. I, I don't think that Uber gets gets a suspension. I, I, He'll get I a be, fine. I don't think he gets suspended. Yeah, I think I think it should be a fine and not a suspension. Uh, clearly, he was going to get you know tossed out of that game. That there was zero point zero doubt of that. Um, I honestly commend the refs for the way they, they handled that and the rest of the game because you know they're like, look, we're not going to deal with y'all shit tonight. This this is getting obnoxious. Same same thing's going to happen in the next game because I think there probably will be some feistiness. You know, the refs are not going to hesitate. So I, I I hope. I mean that especially that I mean Ubre is a bench guy. Not saying that he's not relevant, but you know I would hate to see you know uh, somebody that the Wizards really need uh, in Game Four beyond you know do something stupid to get themselves tossed out. You know that's I think. Sorry, he plays pretty tough defense. So he I, does. Oh, oh, for sure, sure. I, I, I definitely don't mean to knock him. I mean, he's 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 he'll he'll a real come real. in and knock knock down a few for you. No, oh, for sure. Uh, his uh, defense, I really like his defense. I do too. Uh, Mark Markeith Morris is probably the the main guy that I worry about oh, every, every yeah. game. If there's somebody that's got a, a temper that can't be controlled, is it's Keith. But uh, but anyway, it's it's been a strange series so far. It's obviously, it's some strange results of the first two games where the Wizards dominated for three quarters and then just yeah. you know let it let it get away in the fourth. You know, they don't play enough defense. They're a great offensive team, but you know I felt like in the fourth quarter, especially the first two games, I mean the Celtics just had the same same game plan. It was you know to have somebody drop to the basket, one pass out to the to the to the key. Um, one, one extra pass, wide open three-pointer, bury it. You still got to make them, but the Wizards are just letting them do that over and over and over again. Uh, so, anyway, hugely necessary for the Wizards to have gotten this, you know, big win tonight. 
And uh, I really honestly do, you know, without the rose-colored glasses, I like their chances a lot going forward. Just got to keep playing physical if they play tonight. Maybe maybe not, you know, knocking dudes down <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> for out of retaliation, but uh, play physical and uh, they, they, they got this. Random side note, and I don't know if either one of you saw this, but it did make me chuckle. Uh, the Ringer, <laughs> the com has had an article in their conspiracy corner. <clears throat> I thought it was kind of a hoot. It said that uh, Marcus Moore sub in for his twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed. And it said, after Marquise went down with an ankle injury in game one, he looked healthy, maybe too healthy, <laughs> in game two. <laughs> and I That's laughed. Funny. It was it, it was pretty great. And uh, so, the, great. so the article, it just goes into it. And uh, they talked about... Um, you know how they didn't want they did it one time before an AAU ball, and, and Marquise admitted it in 2013, and they had a jersey switch on the bench. He said, "Quote: It happened real quick. He had hurt his ankle, but I had fouled out. I gave I gave them a little limp back in, like I was hurt, and kept playing." <laughs> Yeah, really, really, really funny. Never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. And so there was a picture of, um, of course, uh, Marcus plays for uh, Detroit, but uh, and so there was a picture of him wearing Marquise number five uh, Wizards jersey at 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 one of the playoff games, and that was kind of a hoot. Can you imagine if they actually did that? Like uh, number, number one, what would the repercussion? What would the what would the league have to do if they did They'd like a, lose draft picks? I mean, yeah, but you can't you can't yeah. you can't do that. You'd have to absolutely drop the hammer. But can you imagine if they actually pulled that off? That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it would be it would be a Disney movie. You know what I mean? It'd be like right. Freaky Friday or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it would Freaky it would Morris. yeah, just an absolute <laughs> absolute hoot. In in the ringer, they actually had a line uh, for Mark. There are two types of identical twins. First, there are those who don't appreciate the constant comparison to the person who shares their physical appearance and forge unique identities. Think about Brooke Lopez having normal hair, while Robin Lopez has the shot has the sideshow Bob look. <laughs> uh, but this is this is the part for Mark or Tiki Barber playing running back and repeatedly yeah. dissing his teammates and leaving his pregnant wife for a younger woman and comparing the clandestine relationship to Anne Frank hiding from Nazis <laughs> and <laughs> and Rondé Barber playing defensive back and um not making offensive comparisons. <laughs> yeah, massive difference. Yeah. <laughs> massive difference. Legitimately. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I don't know. Uh, they had one picture and, and one person was postulating that they have uh, I identical tattoos now i don't know that that's true i don't know that that's true but there is a picture and you know what if you didn't know what they were it would be really hard to tell them apart so that uh, anyway they the, the article in the ringer is very very funny and if you hadn't hadn't seen it it's kind of a hoot but um so they have like the whole point counterpoint point counterpoint you know point they have the same tattoos counterpoint markeith is taller point both of them are not in the same place you know counterpoint they have different playing styles so they got into it and broke it down. I, I just thought that was really a gas, man. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. So, uh, and, so, and you know, I, go ahead, Mark. Oh, I was just going to throw a lot, lot of a quick, uh, quick random uh, question at, at, at Shane. And I, I certainly know it's not hard to, you know, I, I imagine we all, all like the guy and enjoy watching him. But, uh, but Coach McGuffin, if you were forming your own NBA team right now, and I wouldn't even make you say the, the, just the automatic one, but if you – if you only had two choices for, you know, who you'd most want to be point guard, would John Wall be one of them? Yeah, 
he's really elevated his play recently. He would have to be up there. Golly. I mean, CP3, he's still yeah. playing at a high level at 31. Yeah. Kyrie, I guess. Ky- yeah. It, Kyrie is just so clutch, though. I mean, yeah. him him and LeBron together is are, is just ridiculous. I mean, he his, his handles, though. Oh, he can make guys look silly. Yeah. Is Westbrook uh, a one or two? Westbrook's a one. So Westbrook I mean, is a one, two, three, four, and five. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a very good point. He really is basically all the all He's the everything. One, so it's it's kind of scary. So there's 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 some damn quality point guards. So I mean, I I don't I'm not gonna act like John Wall is you know should everyone automatically be the you know the top one or two you know uh, on on everybody's list. But I mean, he, he Shannon's you know immediate point is so correct. He's elevated his place so much, and it's just yeah. so much fun to watch. Um, he's definitely I mean he I'm sure. You know, ticket sales uh, for, for Verizon have you know boosted immensely. You know, solely due to him because he's he's ridiculously fun to watch. He does things that very few other athletes can do, and he's still pretty. He's extremely young, all in all. So I mean, he, he definitely still you know uh, I think he has plenty plenty of. Uh, you know, I, I hope I hope he's a wizard for life. Uh, I, I sincerely I can't yeah. imagine he would be. Yeah. You know, I, I, they've got they've got a great core there. Obviously, you know, we're gonna see what happens over the next few games. Uh, I think they, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So I, I'm excited to to, to see um, see what comes in the next few games. Um, you know, Celtics Celtics obviously they they you know they they are tough. But as I think I said at the beginning of the playoffs, I did not expect to see the Celtics go very far, despite being a number one seed. Yeah. And I thought there was a good chance that they'd run into the Wizards. I, I hope they did, and obviously they have. And, you know, yeah, they got their first two wins at home, but I feel like, you know, it's easy to say right now, but I feel like tonight, to me, is much more, you know, showing of what I expected. Not necessarily saying I'm expecting the Wizards to win every game by, by right. 20, but I just I, I think they're, they outmatch the Celtics in a lot of places. So as long as they can stop, you know, being so like lazy on defense, I, I think that the Wizards could really turn this around quickly and you know, win in six. What didn't they uh, like the other night? So they they started out. It was game one, and they were up sixteen to nothing. Oh right? yeah, <laughs> over yeah. the Celtics. And I mean, uh, you know, obviously you have the bad drop of this whole Isaiah Thomas thing. You know, part of the story with him is is people are obviously going to reference his height and his stature as one. And then with his sister dying, his sister China dying in the car accident, you know, then he ends up bawling out like mad on their birthday. I mean, it, it's 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 tragic and it's compelling. You know what I mean? And it's really easy to kind of get absorbed in that and kind of pull for this guy. He found out she died on April 15th and then the playoff started the next day. Right. Mm, yeah. And Isaiah had 86 points combined in game one and game two. But if I remember correctly, in game one, not only do the Wizards, you know, they start the game up, start the game out up 16 to, to bagel on them. You know, I, I think the, the Celtics scored like if you extrapolate it out like the, you know, if you take obviously, I mean, you're taking away the, the slow start. But if you think of like the next three quarters and they, them scoring like 99 points, I mean, they were on pace for like 130 ish in a normal game. And it's oh, yeah. it's really hard to win if you're giving up that amount of points. Like if your defense is like, okay, we started out well, but pff, go ahead and just light it up like it's a video game. The rest I of the game, I don't know what the hell they I were mean, doing after that start, man. I mean, it was well. Morris got hurt. I know that hurt him. Yeah, 
But, I mean, it was like the Celtics were just, like, playing on easy level. Like, right. all right, your turn, your turn, your turn, your turn. Share the ball. Well, kick I mean, out. Dude. Drive, th- kick out. Think about this. You know, Wall, he's the second player in the last 30 seasons. He's the second player with 40 points and 13 assists in a playoff game. Absurd. You, you know who the other one was? Magic. Westbrook. Westbrook, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you go, man, that's pretty fantastic. Well, guess what? In game two, lost. in game two, Isaiah Thomas cranks out 53 freaking points, right? But he had like 29 in the fourth quarter in overtime. Right. Only three guys since the merger, only three guys have scored more points in a playoff game than Isaiah Thomas did against the Wizards the other night. All right. Jordan had 60 against the Celtics. Jordan's one of them. Hold on. You said 50 points? He had 53. 53. Mm-hmm. Kobe? Nope. Nah, I don't think Kobe ever did that. Um, mm-hmm. Big guy? Any big guys? Uh, yeah. I mean, one big guy, one one not so big guy. Carl Malone? Nope. No. Barkley? He's one of them. Mm-hmm. Barkley, was that the triple overtime game against Chicago? No, we'd, I'd have to, we'd have to, we'd have to pull specifics on it. But Barkley's one of them, Jordan's one of them, and then, you know, a seventy sixer, Doctor J. Nope. Oh, Iverson. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talking about practice? <laughs> Allen Iverson, buddy. Allen Iverson, and the Celtics also. Obviously, they you know they lost tonight, but. After starting out 0-2, they won six straight playoff games. So, I mean, I, I think the backdrop with Thomas, it really is an incredible story. And uh, I'm, I don't – you can't really call it a feel-good story per se. You can't call, no. call it that. But you can certainly look at it and go, my God, how, you know, uh, how, how much of an inspiration is – letting me have a shout-out to my wife. Will you guys just look, email where that wall is from exactly? Lookthehill.com. You autoplay more than effing ESPN, you bunch of pricks. God bless. <clears throat> Mark, apparently it wants this audio to be played for you before you leave tonight. So it, it's about White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer. And so they had this press conference going on. And John Kelly, um, Homeland Security Secretary John Kelly and White House Budget Director Mick uh, Mulvaney spent like 40 minutes talking to the media about, um, you know, budget agreement, blah, blah, blah. And so then they leave and the press is like, you know, think Spicer is going to roll out there. And he just like exit. He just left. <laughs> and I was like, what? And, and I, you know, when that happened, I was like, "Well, that's going to be on SNL, isn't it?" <laughs> anyway, because hey, at, at least he was able to break free, man. <laughs> Sean Spicer able to break free. I don't feel good wow. about that. Wow! <laughs> really, the problem was he needed Bill O'Reilly to help him out. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Spicer to Bill O'Reilly. Can you help me? 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, we already discussed this, okay? We already discussed this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> little refresher for anyone who wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that's right. But anyway, everybody but, uh, plays the fool. Uh, everybody, you know, drops the poo. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, everyone drops the. Poo. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, back to the back to the whiz, man. Back to the wizards. So I, I was just saying, I, I, you know, even if I wasn't a Wizard fan, I, I do certainly yeah. have the utmost respect for Isaiah. Uh, you know, uh, regardless of, I mean, I'm obviously, you know, a horrible scenario that he went through, and I, I wouldn't wish that on, on anybody. But I mean, I have massive respect for him. You know, prior to that, massive respect for what he's done on the court and and and, and for yeah. how he's, you know, conducted himself um, and then dealt with this. I mean, you know, it's, it's awful. But uh, but but certainly has been has been a strange series. I mean, it's on on so many levels. Uh, you know, now I, I, get, I got a stat for you that you know tonight you know he scored thirteen, and so you know his thirteen points tonight are the fewest you know ever in a postseason history following a 50, 50 point game. Huh? How about uh, that? That's, that's that's obviously a strange uh, statistic, an understandable one though. I mean, they, yeah. they just you know. Uh, and I mean tonight. I mean again. I mean obviously we all know, bas- especially in the NBA, basketball is a game of runs. But I mean, you know, talk about the 16-0 run. For the, C- Cinco start. de Mayo is also a game of runs. Depending on depending on which establishment you may frequent. Just saying. <laughs> But uh, you know, so I mean, the, you know, the Wizards with their strange, you know, 16-0 start the other day. I mean, <clears> tonight's game, tonight's game, you know, it was, it was uh, 12, 12 up, and then the Wizards go on a 22 to nothing run. So I mean, that's uh, that's that's what you know, put this game away. I mean, I think I think the Celtics never came within you know single digits after that. Right. So anyway, um, I am definitely excited to see the rest of the series, and uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that with the Wizards. Actually, I'm, I think they 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 win three straight, uh, and uh, I, I think they huh. they close close out in six. Well, and maybe that will happen. Um, one thing I, th- I thought it was kind of this kind of a neat neat touch, and obviously, uh, you know, Mark, you're a Lakers fan, and um, I, we've talked about Kobe plenty of times on the podcast over the years, and his killer instinct, and you know, I, I think from an attitude standpoint, and I like LeBron too. I've grown. Uh, <sighs> It's not that I've acquiesced on like LeBron. I, I think that people made a mistake of expecting him to be something that he's not really. And he's a he's a great player, right? He's he's a fantastic player. But I, I think when you when you when you think about like Jordan, like Kobe had the right mentality. You know what I mean? Like LeBron's personality is just not that. It doesn't mean yeah. he doesn't have a killer instinct, but you know, there's something that was like with Jordan, it was very visible. You know what I mean? It was very visible. And with Kobe, to me, it was very visible. And if there was anybody that, like, just was in that mold of Jordan, it was Kobe. And LeBron, I just look at, incredible player. He's going to have a – by the time he's done, he's, I mean, he's going to blow a whole bunch of stats out the window. But there, there's a nastiness to Jordan. There was a nastiness to Jordan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's a nastiness that Kobe had. Anyway, I thought you might like this story. And it's Isaiah Thomas talking about the first time he met Kobe – and the advice that he got. 
And he said, quote, and I asked him, how does he focus on the biggest stage? And he's like, I just act like I'm a lion. I don't see the fans in the crowd. I don't see what the media says. I don't see what anybody says because I have certain goals and I'm going to reach. And I'm going to work as hard as I possibly can to reach them. So, he, he, I mean, he uses this lion thing, right? You know, and just imagine a lion when he's going out to get his food. There's so many bugs and gnats that are on him and he doesn't let, the, let it distract them. So, you know, Thomas goes on and his quote, he told me, he told me the story about how a lion seeks food, whatever he's going to kill and eat. And you know how many bugs are on the lion's eyes and gnats are on his body? He's so locked in on that zebra that he doesn't get distracted by anything else. He said, if you get distracted by little things, then you're not as locked in as you think you are. He said for me to be a lion, and that's going to stick with me the rest of my life. I just thought that was kind of an... But, I mean, you know what I mean? It, it, it is. It's one of those things that's that's very fitting for Kobe. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, it's just with everything that's going on with Isaiah and obviously the passing of his sister, for him to be able to play the way that he has, I'm sure on some level that's inspirational for his teammates. Um, I, you'd have to think that's a hell of a lot to, car- to, to you know compartmentalize and deal with. Um, and, yes. maybe, and maybe on some level, the, the, you know, ball is therapeutic for mm-hmm. him uh and and sometimes that's very true uh but i mean can you imagine flying to you know your sister's funeral and then flying back and playing a game you know what i mean yeah. I, I mean it's just it's yeah. one of those things and every once in a while in in professional sports you've got those moments and you know you think of like when Favre's dad passed away in that game against the raiders right there's mm-hmm. that one and I, i'm sure there's more that we don't know about because you know, sometimes it it, it get, gets glossed over, doesn't really get brought up. But uh, I mean, that's a hell of a thing to do. It's a hell of a thing to do. So it's an incredible story. Obviously, I'm pulling for the Wizards. Nothing against. Sorry, guy. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Isaiah. Another year, maybe. Sorry, but, Linda. Uh, sorry, man. <laughs> um, enjoy Italy. Enjoy it, man. Why not? So uh, we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out. But I, I, his story is fantastic. The story is compelling. It's tragic and fantastic at the same time. Um, obviously, it, it's a lot for anybody. That's a lot of burdens, a lot to go through. And for him to respond the way that he has, I think, speaks volumes about his ability to manage that and be there for his team and, and you know really help elevate what that team has done. And I, th- I think that's you know reasonable and fair commentary because you know that's got to be weighing down on him and he is just balling out I'm not saying it's Absolutely. perfect um clearly the wizards you know d- did, a, did a bit better on d tonight uh, i didn't have the luxury of watching the game i don't know if he just had an off shooting night or if that, maybe they stepped it up on d but you know either way they got the, they got the win but i i think he's one of the most fascinating storylines of the nba playoffs this year no, um, absolutely so and, and uh, yeah, so kudos to him. No matter yeah. what winds up happening here, um, absolutely, I'm sure we all wish him and his family the best. Uh, you know, it's it's awful scenario, and yeah, great credit to him for for being able to show up and, and play. Period. Absolutely. Uh, and I mentioned it earlier, but uh, LeBron did um, not the specific part, but we we're talking about LeBron for a moment. Uh, he did pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for number two in playoff scoring. Uh, that's a pretty significant accomplishment. Um, and of course, he's only he's only behind one, and you know who that is. <laughs> Meta World Peace. <laughs> yes, yeah, <that's> right. Meta, <laughs> Meta World Peace. <laughs> no, my good old good old MJ man. Uh, but LeBron James passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, for second place on the all-time postseason scoring list with his 25th point in Game Two 
of the Eastern Conference semifinals between the Cavs and the Raptors. Uh, he did that with a three. So, you know, Jordan's first, but Le- LeBron's right behind him, man. Uh, Jordan's got 5,987, and certainly it's very conceivable that James could get him, you know, this particular postseason. So Yeah, he gets to the finals, he's going to pass. I, I would think. I would think that's that's right in front of him. Not that he's worried about that person. I'm sure he's, he doesn't even, you know what I mean? He's worried about another stat trying to catch yeah, Jordan. Yeah, he, he, he wants the chip. <laughs> also pretty fantastic. I don't think I've ever seen a player do this before. It was when LeBron grabbed a beer from a vendor for the face league. <laughs> that was pretty damn funny. I laughed that and laughed and laughed. Proof. You know, it's like, you know, here, hold my beer or whatever. <laughs> you know, I thought that was great. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know if he got a call from the league offices on that one. Um, He's LeBron. No, he didn't. Uh, yeah, the fun, the best part was is that the lady selling the beer just just cracked up. Yeah, what was she gonna do, man? So right. like, she's just laughing. Yeah. She said, "Sean Spicer, hold my beer." Yeah, everybody, LeBron is slowing down. LeBron, hold my beer. I just I, hold my beer was all over. Like at, like all these all right. tweets are just hold my beer. Hold my, the Celtics could come out of the East this year. LeBron, hold my beer. <laughs> I mean, just all all, all over it, man. The Raptors are within fifteen. Here, Here hold, hold my, my beer. beer. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that, but but that one made me laugh and laugh. I thought that was very very funny, very very funny. So, sure. um, yeah, you know, anyway, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I, you know, I, I think the Raptors are kind of a fun story, but I don't, I don't see how they're going to get past. <laughs> they're going to get past the Cavs, man. Uh, Mark, before you rip court out, realistically, what do you think the conference finals are going to be? Just in case we have a gap before we before we record again. Sure. I will say the conference finals are going to be the Spurs and the Warriors and the Wizards and the Cavaliers. Now, do you think those are the best matchups? I do. Okay. I do. Um, I, I, you know, Houston obviously came out and dominated the Spurs in game Dude, one. Dude, they beat the brakes off them in game one. They, they, they did, but I mean, Whew. they also hit every three pointer they <laughs> it, took. Exactly. Uh, it's just that that's, you know, and I get that that's, that's their style. And I mean, I'm not saying that that can't happen in more than one game, but when that's not happening, uh, we, we all know how much we, we get, how much love and respect we got for, for pops. I understand Parker going down. That's it's 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 more to me. That's more of a you know, morale you know, hit. Yeah. Not saying that Parker's. I mean, he, he's had a bit of a renaissance this 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 postseason, and he's been playing very well. But they've got players that that can you know re- replace him well enough. Patty Mills, yeah. uh, and 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 others. You know that they'll they'll be okay without. I mean, if Leonard went down, we'd be talking about yes, they're they're done. They're, they're yeah, basically no, done. No Kawhi. Uh, you're, you're no Kawhi. They, they, they basically done. I think I told you about and, and I'll just backtracking for a second to, to a previous uh, series. But I love that uh, our our new favorite uh, rookie coach, uh, the Grizzlies coach, uh, Fizdale. Fizdale, yeah. and, and uh, so they, they had an amazing game against the Spurs. Take that for data. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Love love that one. But I also loved uh, so uh, a couple Saturdays ago. Uh, when the Grizzlies were still in it and were playing the Spurs and had an amazing overtime game. But uh, uh, Kawhi in the fourth quarter to send the game to overtime, I think he scored uh, 15 straight. And, you know, so, but, so sports into the way they they set it up before overtime even happened. They were showing the highlights of uh, – or not highlights, but but showing uh, Fizdale at his press conference, and he was saying, honestly, 
at this point, I'm taking suggestions on how to stop Leonard. So if anybody can tell me what to do, because I've had ideas, which is pretty great. No, I do, I, that, that was funny. That was funny. He's had a lot of good quotable like moments. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of him now. I think we yeah. all should be. And, 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 I mean, the Grizzlies, I mean, certainly. You know, it's unfortunate. Uh, they, didn't, they, they couldn't couldn't beat the Spurs, but they got a lot to look forward to. I mean, obviously, Conley. I mean, not, not that this is new, but Conley's a beast. And um, you know, as long as they can keep that core together, we get some get some more young talent around them. Yeah, oh, fun, interesting team. Yeah, but uh, but yes, I, I I see the Spurs knocking out the Rockets because I just I trust in their depth, and I trust in their coaching more. And um, anyway, Cavs and the Warriors are you know the two that just basically you know basically right into this point. The, the Jazz are not knocking off the Warriors and the Raptors. What? They, they just they, they can't put together enough. So come on, uh, man! They they have such a great nightlife in Utah, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. I know Pop's got pedigree. And uh, I'm a young rookie. So you know, so that that means it's it's uh, I don't know. I think the, the, the main uh, main thing is 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 can the Rockets show up night in night out with enough? You know, if they can knock down the threes. And the Celtics, you know, can can they, you know, contain the the Wizards' offense the rest of the series enough? And I just, I, I don't think so. So I, I genuinely think that that would be the best matchups. I think the Wizards can match up decently against the Cavaliers, beat them. It's a tall order for anybody. We know that. Yeah. Uh, one, one game at a time. Uh, Warriors against the Spurs. Uh, hard hard pressed to think that the the Warriors don't have it, have it not not easily, but that they're just too much. I think this, the Spurs uh, you know, need need some fresher, fresher, younger legs to be able to keep up, you know, with the Warriors taking them up down the court. So, anyway, all that being said, real quick is you know, Warriors Cavaliers most likely finals rematch, probably, but uh, I would love to see it be Warriors Wizards. Shannon, are you on the same page? Yeah, I, I think Wizards Celtics will come down to Game Seven in Boston. I do like John Wall and Bradley Beal, that combo better than Isaiah. And I'll take the Wizards and Cavs in the East. Take that for um, data. There you go. It's hard to go against Pop. I don't, you know that that West. I just don't have a good feel for the Rockets, um, Spurs. I, that one may be another one that goes six or seven games. Yeah, it could for sure. Um, because just the way Houston can, if they catch fire, dude, it is so tough to stop that team. Right. But then again, you got freaking Greg Popovich and his five championship rings and Kawhi Leonard. Right. So, I mean, I mean the claw. Yeah. And then not, the not to interrupt you, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you make the exact right point that, I mean, the Rockets were, were exactly what they were in game one and were unstoppable. And then you switch to game two. And I mean, Arden, I think it was three for 19. You know, stuff like that. I mean, they're they're toast if they, you know. And I'm not saying that Harden's going to go three for 19 every game, but I just think that they, I think that the Spurs, you know, with with Kawhi, with Aldridge, you know, you know what you're going to get from them. I yeah. think the Rockets are just, you know, so much more of a Jekyll and Hyde kind of team. So it, it's an interesting matchup, uh, and and you know, uh, they split split in San Antonio, so we're headed. Uh, so we'll see. I think they'll split again in Houston. I, I like I said, this one's going to go six or seven, yeah. As well, I, I I don't know if the Spurs rally for Tony 
Parker. I almost said Tony Romo. <laughs> rally for Tony Parker in game three, or if Houston breaks them a little bit and then they come back. I mean, I, this is going to be chess match. It will be. This just reminds me of the old D'Antoni Suns teams that used to mm. just score at such a high clip. Right. Um, it'll, be, it'll be entertaining. That's a very good point. I mean, those the, the Suns and Spurs, man, I can remember back, I don't know, about 10 years ago, like freaking, what was it, Robert Ory knocked Steve Nash down. <laughs> Big like shot late. Bob, buddy. Late in game five or something, and then like a couple, it was when the NBA did, had the role that if you got up off the bench, you got just automatically suspended the next game. Right. And like two or three of their best players got up and they suspended them for the sixth game, the Spurs one, and then <laughs> one and seven. It's like, yeah, that was a sneaky smart play there. So, right, a little bit, a little bit of history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Warriors, the Warriors are gonna freaking just roll the Jazz, and and obviously the Cavaliers are just gonna roll the Raptors, man. Yeah, I mean they're on a collision course for the third year in a row. I just barring barring injury, those two teams should be meeting in the finals. I do like that. And NBA is kind of lucky that honestly they've got like I think the games will mostly line up right now, where it's the you know the Wizards and. Uh, Wizards will play on the same night that the you know, Warriors and Jazz are playing, and then you know the Cavs will play you know, when the um, uh, Spurs and Rockets are playing. Because otherwise, oh, otherwise fans, fans would be watching one night and the other night to be like, "Ah, oh, screw this." <laughs> that's not by accident. They oh, have that plan out. I know that. <laughs> you're right. That is not by accident, my friend. Yeah. Mark, how you doing, bro? I better record out, my friends. All right. As you prepare to ripcord out, I'm going to give you a couple of things to get out of here, too. A, I love Breaking Bad. Thanks for introducing me to that show. I appreciate it. Random weird news headline. Ex-science teacher in New Mexico pleads guilty to manufacturing meth. <laughs> there you go. A former high school science teacher in New Mexico has pleaded guilty to four meth-related counts. Yeah. John W. Ghost. Yeah, arrested during a traffic stop on the evening of October 2nd. And they found a white styrofoam ice chest containing glassware, rubber tubing, and chemicals, which a lab later confirmed can be used to manufacture methamphetamines. So he ditched his life as a science teacher in favor of a meth-cooking <laughs> underworld. How about that, man? That's pretty amazing. I had not heard about that. Yeah, that, that, nice. that was pretty funny. And then... uh <laughs> This one, uh, maybe, maybe you'll appreciate. So David Ross, former Boston Red Sox catcher, and mm -hmm. he's on Dancing with the Stars. And uh, his partner, Lindsey Arnold, man, they were doing a, uh, doing a salsa, right? And so Ross had to hold his partner upside down during this period of time. As she was upside down, she spread her legs. And during rehearsal, uh, Arnold performed a cartwheel, which landed her right in Ross's face. And then she farted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, reti <laughs> retired catcher, retired Cubs catcher catches a fart in the face on Dancing with the Stars. I don't, I don't think the audio is available, but uh... <laughs> oh, no. that's hilarious. Pretty fantastic. Oh, and you're breaking out Anaconda. Yeah, the, the fart. Uh, I, I, I'll look over that. But also, uh, Kevin Garnett, who we've given plenty of love over the years. Tyron Lou always uh, he he's, he he keeps going to Kevin Garnett and, and and keeps asking about him returning, man. 
So, yeah, that was pretty. That was a pretty funny story, and I've I've heard. I, I, I need to that check one. out the. I need to check out the clip of it, but supposedly there's a very entertaining uh, audio extra of like when um, uh, when the Wallace brothers and Garnett were like sitting together, yeah, like, reminiscing on on Pierce's highlights. Supposedly, it's a really funny audio. Uh, it, um, I think they dropped a lot of f bombs, but the audio is supposed yeah. to be pretty golden. I, I think I threw golden. that in the chat. Yeah, you ah, did. Nice. I think you did. Yeah, I think you did. Oh. And, oh, it's and, very NSFW, by the way. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. And and I'll, I'll say real quickly for a little last sports thing for me, but mm-hmm. tip of the cap to, to Paul Pierce. Uh, absolutely. I, I absolutely missed the, the, the truth. Uh, uh, yeah. He's phenomenal. I, I, I'm glad I got to enjoy him for some time as a, as a wizard. I mean, obviously, that's, that wasn't like the prime or highlight of his career, but he, he had some great moments as a wizard. Uh, for sure, but I mean, he's the truth for a reason. I, I love that everybody certainly acknowledges. I mean, he's probably one of the best trash talkers of all time. He was a yeah, master of clutch. Obviously, as a Lakers fan, I despised him when he was a Celtic, but uh, he was a lot of fun to see out there on the court. And you can see that you know his his teammates, both young and old, you know, have a lot of respect for him. So, tip the cap. We'll definitely miss him in the NBA. Yeah. Oh yeah. The truth. The truth. The truth. And uh, oh, final the- thought. Do you know? Oh, do you know the only other other players left from the 1998 draft? Now that Paul yep. Pierce is hanging them up, Dirk. Yeah. Dirk's one of them. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Come on! How many others are there? One. Vinsanity, baby. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, of course. Vinsanity. He's already said he's coming back. He next said he's year, coming back, man. He's gonna keep playing. He's gonna play till he's fifty. Uh, it's amazing how much that, that dude is. He's still, he's still got bounce. He's he's not he, he can't can't get up quite the same, but he's still he still hustles and got bounce. He's in ridiculous shape. Yeah. Uh, well, in his heyday, man, he was so ridiculous. Oh my goodness, so ridiculous. <laughs> I, I'm glad. You know what? Now that I'm closing in on, on forty. Uh, I appreciate the older athletes that still you know what I mean that are still sticking it out and still got game. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. So I appreciate the dap on Breaking Bad, and th- thank you. Uh, you you should take my advice and also continue to watch a you know certain show called Fargo since you appreciate my suggestion. I know so I do, and that DVD is sitting there over on the shelf. Although I did watch the uh, the Facebook uh, nine years we've been friends on Facebook. I mean longer in real life, but uh, I did appreciate your little dedication on that. So thank you. <laughs> Uh, D stat, you know, I love you, brother. Absolutely. So Absolutely, that was brother. fun. I love you too, brother. Uh, we, there's so many, all, pi- all you, guys. you know, we have so many good pictures. Like, it, like anytime I have one of those Facebook videos come up for like you guys, I'm like, I don't even know what pictures, like you can edit it and change them. But I'm like, there's too many to choose from. I just, <laughs> I leave it alone. I just let Facebook go, you know, and, and kind of do it. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's funny to think back to. You know, like when I first met Shannon, right? You know, at at Q ninety four and doing the street team stuff, and then, you know, when I first met you, uh, you know, going into Walgreens and, you know, just silly conversation, and then it's like I kind of like talking to that guy. Hey, man, you got MySpace? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so dumb. It you, is. you know what I mean? It's so dumb, dude. Who does that? Who's like, hey, man, I like talking to you. You want to be friends? Or you know what I mean? Who does that? Who does that? But Random, random AF. But I'm, I'm, hey, I'm damn glad we did. Yeah. No, me too, man. You know, me too. It, it's, been, it's been a good ride. And, you know, 15 years from now, we'll have another 
goofy Facebook video to remind us of something as you turn 24 for the 50th time. Um, <laughs> it'll be fantastic. So, I, no, it's just kind of a hoot, man. It, it's uh, uh, thanks for the little messages on that, but it, it's kind of fun to see. And, you know, th- th- this is, uh, I don't know, man, you know, this is one of those reflective years. I think we all have those reflective years, you know, with stuff. And I was talking with Shannon before the podcast, this, uh, this whole three-year-old man, Logan is like an extra challenging stage right now, like extra challenging three-year-old jerk bag mode and i love him and all that all, all that great hey i love being a dad stuff but man like he is kicking our ass right now you know what i mean Sh- shannon understands shannon knows oh, I'm, shannon I'm knows. Sure. and i mean it's just it's just tough sledding right now so it's like oh my god <laughs> three is worse than two dude yeah no, I, I, we, we didn't have the terrible twos man but we've got the trying threes clearly <laughs> clearly well You'd be shocked but, to hear me admit it, but I think I had one of those that not not like that per se, but a, a age realization thing when <clears throat> the other day I got an invite to my uh, my, my 15 year high school you know, mm-hmm. reunion this this summer. I was like, man, really? Yeah. 15 since graduation. Yeah. Wow, you graduated high school at 11. I'm just impressed he graduated from high school. <laughs> I'm just impressed. I was advanced. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to be honest for once. <laughs> no, no, it's weird though. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I hit my 20th, you know what I mean? And I'm going to be rolling up on my 25th before a lot longer. It's strange, yeah. dude. You're like, yeah, it's super what? strange. You know, I mean, it's just it, it's just weird, but I, you know, you get to celebrate some milestones, but just these reflective periods, you oh, know, gosh. in life, and I, I think I'm just in one of those years. It's going to be a reflective year, yeah. so you know, thanks for putting that up. I appreciate that, and Absolutely, you know, brother, I know I know I give you grief, and I like to make fun of your hair, but you know, I love you. <laughs> oh, I, I just uh, you know, I take it taking a stride. Is yeah, all I love. I, I know. Good, no, with, with look. Legs. I'm, uh, we're old enough now. Just be glad that you still have hair. <clears throat> hey, Whitfield, just be glad that you can still do those kind of things with your not. Uh, Whitfield, Whitfield, did he actually drink beer and fall asleep? Is he still there? No, he just flipped you off. Oh, yeah. did he? He's, sh- he's shocked. He's shockingly still. He's still rocking. I'm impressed. There's no way that's beer in that bottle if he's still awake. It's, 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 pe- <laughs> it's Pepsi. That's why he's still rocking. There's no way, man. But uh, yeah, there. Oh no, he's got his Pepsi on the side. That's great. But, uh, no, nah, man, look, man, you go get some rest. Rip Cordell, go get some rest, and we'll catch you a little bit later. And uh, maybe we'll catch up uh, Memorial Day weekend, bro. Absolutely, brothers. So, all right, man. Sleep well. Down, my friends. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. See you. Bye. Peace. All right, so let's uh, let's shift gears here. Where are we at? 149. Okay. I'm just top some loose ends on the draft. I didn't leave a gap in there. That's what she said. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, nah, we need to wrap up a couple of things and start, uh, you know, getting out of here tonight. But that's uh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> a couple of NFL thoughts start wrapping up as we get out. Uh, number one, we talked a little bit about the drafts, obviously, uh, hinted at a couple of things, and it didn't it certainly didn't dominate our discussion, dominate the night, and that's okay. Um, but you know, I look, here's the deal, man. I, I think Philadelphia did a great job hosting the NFL draft. I hate to give Philadelphia credit for anything other than a cheesesteak. Honestly, <laughs> I love the cheesesteak. <laughs> That's about the, about the end of it. 
but I, I think they did a good job, man. Um, you know, the setup looked good. Crowds were strong. Uh, obviously, they were vocal. Looked like they made a nice event out of it. And, you know, I, again, I, I don't know that I personally would go to a draft. I don't know that I personally would do that. But it looked like they had a good crowd and had a good time. So, happy to see that. Uh, it looked like they certainly did a good job of, as far as making that kind of a, a television event and having some fun with it, man. Uh, so that was good to see. Now, granted, I watched it on DVR. I think Mark watched none of it. <laughs> Since he, I think I was talking about the tight end the Giants draft, and he's like, who? Okay, don't worry. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. I can't it. bet on the draft, therefore I don't care. Yeah, can't, I can't bet. It's not Actually, the, you could this year. Look, it, look, man, mm-hmm. it's not the WNBA. He's not touching the draft. Come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, bro? Uh, no. Um, I, could could, could you actually – down. Do they actually have prop bets on like the draft? They did this year for oh, the first God. time. How about that? Did not know that. So, but I, I think in context for the draft, it's really like some of our favorite moments and you know just general impressions and takeaways. And you know there is, I, I don't think there is a better takeaway. And my favorite moment has to be, you know, Drew Pearson. I mean, bar none, that when it happened, I rewound that and watched it like five times. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. And if you didn't know, not only was Drew Pearson great trolling the fans in Philadelphia. Actually, you know what? Let's play the audio before I get to the other part. I think this is just important to to, to savor this. Drew Pearson. like non-stop booing the only person that got more booze was roger goodell when he walked out you know what i mean it was brilliant it was absolutely bar none brilliant and i think they said that uh roger goodell helped egg him on a little bit it's like of course he did man he's up there getting booed he knows the deal uh but it's clear that pearson had a great time you know kind of kind of having fun and trolling the fans out there and and they ate it up and they ran with it uh, but one of my favorite parts was on Wikipedia. Uh, somebody updated the Wikipedia page for the Philadelphia Eagles, and it said, owner, Drew Pearson. Oh. <laughs> and I laughed. Oh, my God. I thought that was fantastic. The nice. five-time world champions. Boo! 
I mean, that that was great. That was great audio. That was a the, great the moment. The fact he said, I want to thank the Eagles fans for allowing me to have a career. Yeah, yeah. That was great. <laughs> Thanks for sucking so I could kick your ass. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And, you know, I'm too young to remember what he was in his career. I didn't watch him and nothing like that. But, um, uh, you know, clearly I, I think he had some Hail Marys. He's got some, you know, Stop fun history. Pierce, yeah, man. he's got some fun history. Uh, but th- that was brilliant. That was great. That that was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite moments of the draft. That was absolutely fantastic. We can talk about our teams, and I think that's relevant to, you know, uh, overall I'm pretty happy with how it played out for the Redskins. But I guess let's do it this way. Uh, you know, what's your favorite moment or favorite impression from the draft. I mean, there's, and there's a lot to look at, whether it's Goodell getting booed, Pearson, you know, attack out there, dropping F-bombs with Dion, holding that picture of his grandma. You know, that one dude who, I, I can't think of his name, I can see his face clear as day, who had his his uh, little baby out there, like three or four month old, I think. Uh, big old Lyman. Uh, and had this little baby out there with him, holding him up. This kid Denver drafted. I can't think of his name. Yeah, I, I'd have to look it up. But that was kind of neat because he had all this backstory of, of issues and trouble and all this, you know, all this stuff that he had gone through. That was kind of fun. What round? Yeah, that should have been first. Yeah, it was first round. Yeah, that should have been first. I just uh, without looking him up, I don't, I don't have his name off the top of my head, but I can certainly pull that. That was really neat. And again, you know, I watched Garrett Bowles. Yep, there you go. Yep. Mm -hmm. And he had like that. His his son had this little custom suit on. (laughs) It was it was super nice, super neat. Here we go, Garrett Bowles draft. So I'll pull that. But uh, you know, I know what some of my favorite moments are. But what are some of your, uh, or what is your favorite NFL draft moment, Shannon? I said it earlier, the Drew Pearson one. I just I loved it that he trolled the Philly fans, and, and they they ate it up. They booed the hell out of him, and he just he just gave it right back to them. That was that was a little fun NFC East flavor, uh, just to kind of see that, just to see the disdain, even retired and coming up on stage. Mm-hmm. He, he just gave it to him. That was probably my favorite part. Um, I will say I was kind of hoping that the Colts in the second round would pick up Dalvin Cook because I was I really like that kid out of Florida State, the running back, and I was kind of hoping. I mean, I know the offense is pretty decent, but yeah, it would have been nice to have that explosive back. What you but you, I'm, you I'm, couldn't get the orangutan to go ahead and pull that make that pick for you? Dude, they didn't man, send it to the zoo soon enough, bro. The, the orangutan <laughs> did a much better job than Ryan Grixon could ever do. Oh, my God. Did, did you see Mike Mayock getting all bent out of shape about the orangutan, though? No, yeah, I missed that, that. that. He was he got pissy, and he was talking about, you know, walking off the set if they went back to the zoo. It was it was pretty funny. And then some, Yeah, yeah. And then somebody, because uh, that was day three, I think. And somebody tweeted at uh, Rich Eisen saying they were waiting for, like, Miox breakdown of the orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. I think he said he, they had, like, you know, 
the orangutan didn't have good bend at the hips or something like that. And it was kind of a hoot. And then Maya kind of kind of lightened up and and kind of had some fun with it. But yeah, he got a little he got a little pissy about them oh. going to the. Uh, I mean, it was they did get a little ridiculous. I mean, let's be honest, they did get a little ridiculous in the draft, man. They were like doing all this bizarro crap. Uh, which I laughed again. I watched it on DVR, so I, I didn't care because if they were doing something that I didn't like, I just fast forwarded through it. Right. So yeah, you know, I, it wasn't well, I a real mean, big like, deal to me. But when Houston did the pick <laughs> from outer space, that's pretty cool. You know, something like that. That's pretty yeah. cool. But orangutan, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of. Fun. I mean, yeah, the joke. I think I think the monkey picked three or, or did like three selections for him. Yeah, because they had like three third round selections. Well, oh, I guess they figured if Gregson was monkeying around, right, they could just go ahead and actually have a legit monkey do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Random side note, Whitfield, this one's probably for you. Uh, 38 trades in the 2017 draft. Uh-huh. The most in the common draft era. And mm-hmm. of the three quarterbacks drafted in the first round, all three involved trades for the teams to move up and take them, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty interesting. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed some of the randomness. And, again, from my team, I felt pretty good. I, I was happy with, with what the Redskins did. Again, I don't know. Three potential starters. I, yeah, I don't know. Once you get past the third round, man, a lot of that stuff's a crapshoot, but – you know, I, I like what they did. I felt good about, you know, how it played out for them. Obviously, I hope that, you know, dude's shoulders are, are okay and, and healthy and all and all that kind of rigmarole. But I felt pretty good with how the draft played out for Washington. I, I think Piran makes a certain degree of sense. Um, I don't have any grief with that. You know, what didn't he have like the... Uh, like the like the the most rushing yards in a game or something kind of screwy, yep. At Oklahoma, yep. like it was it was something bizarre. I mean, obviously they had some they had some talent on that on that offense, man. What was like some kids set the we talked about this. When yeah, it I think like some the week prior or two weeks prior, and then the next week, uh, what's his face? The guy you're just talking about just broke it, and it's like yeah, P Ryan, P Ryan, yeah. And it's like damn, Green. Perrine? Is it Perrine? I thought it was Perrine. Is it Perrine? Oh, well, my bad. I just wanted to be like R. Kelly. I want to talk about some pee. What's good, my family? So I told you guys yesterday that today's video would be insane. In the member. And so today... That's actually him proposing to his girlfriend. We're going to do something insane. In the member. I'm keeping the promise, man, because this video is about to be, as the kids say, L-I-T. We're currently... I don't think we need to watch that. Perrine? Yeah, it's Perrine. All right, Perrine. Oh, my bad. I had it. I had his name wrong. Well, I guess. Look, he's gonna be on the field. He's gonna make us all say it correctly. Garu Gerard Gerard. Gerard Gerard. Yeah. All right. Look, Matt Kuiper. Look, Matt Kuiper. You should have gotten that straightened out earlier, man. What the hell, dude? Matt Kuiper. Come on, <laughs> fucker. Matt McShay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, you know who needed some guidance? You know who needed some guidance from Matt McShay was Gerard Evans <laughs> from Virginia Tech. He needed some guidance for leaving. leaving uh, bruh. He had a tweet that said, I will never forget this. Er, being undrafted. 
And so people gave him a, a you know you know this is how it goes on Twitter, man. And so people were like, never forget what how you left school too early and grossly overestimated your draft stock. <laughs> how you entered the draft with only one year of BCS play for scouts to look at. Even Vic stayed two years, and you're no Michael Vick. <laughs> anyway, yeah, forget what how virtually every expert told you to stay, and you didn't listen. Anyway. Yeah, that the uh, receiver, his top receiver, should have stayed too. Isaiah Ford. Mm-hmm. No, he shouldn't have. Yeah, but he went late though, didn't he? Like he sixth or seventh round. Fifth round. A fifth round. Yeah, I, I thought he could have been a uh, like a second day selection had he He's stayed. He's a burner. He's a burner. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's all good. Go ahead. Bucky Hodges. Too, yeah, Bucky. Bucky Hodges. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Sounds I thought like, all three could have stuck around and improved their draft stock together. Well, uh-huh. they didn't. <laughs> so, nope. I mean, I well, mean that's, that's the problem with players nowadays. They're so ready to make that big fat check that they'll buy into any type of hype anybody gives them. For the next four, first four years. But, I mean, even a league minimum for a rookie is not cheap. I mean, you're talking about, like, 450000 That's That's some good money for... You know, just your average run-of-the-mill check versus, granted, when you get to be veteran status, it's like 900000 is the minimum payment is what you get, get minimum a year. Though. Yeah. Second contract's where it's at. I'm talking about league. That's just league minimum. That's that's not superstar level when you're getting, you know, five, six, seven million a year. Sure. AP yeah. to the Saints. What do y'all think? Yeehaw. Hey. I mean, he, he obviously felt that being on turf is what he needed to do, and they were the one team that were willing to give him probably more than a year. I mean, as long as Ingram, you know, doesn't mind splitting time in carries with him. Well, granted, for I mean, all we know, but it's a, it's a smart gamble for New Orleans just because their defense is really bad and. They have a really good offense, and if they can kind of ball control a little bit more with the time of possession, might give them a better chance to win. I mean, I, I from that perspective, I could see, but well, man. he's probably going to have a good quarterback too. Yeah, well, I mean, you got well, yeah, he had a good quarterback, and he fumbled away the NFC Championship game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, this what I'm saying? is true. But look, uh, can't beat him, join him. Yeah, can't beat him, join him. Look, man, uh, you know, it, AP, it, uh, look, you know, he likes to switch, you know, he likes to switch hit. Um, look, look good for him switching teams, switching some things up. <laughs> I was low hanging. What, you know, AP, you know, you know, AP likes low hanging fruit. Was it AP throwing bags of peanuts at that dude the other night? You know, he likes to go for, you know, he likes to go for the nuts. Um <laughs> It's called Switch. <laughs> Sorry, man. Did he work on a cross promotional deal with Nintendo, the AP Switch? Like, what? Where are we going? Um, look, man. <laughs> look, Peyton, <laughs> Peyton's gonna have enough packages that I think uh, AP's gonna get some field time. Uh, I don't love him as a receiver, but and he look, I, I do think occasionally he puts the ball on the, on the carpet. Still. Um, <laughs> uh, st- 
I know, I know. Well, boy, it's it's all it's all just downhill once you start getting on ball the balls on the carpet, balls man. Balls on carpet. Yeah. You sick bastard. You said <laughs> balls. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no. This is very very bad. Uh, Shut up, Jar Jar. But but me to do nothing. <laughs> Excuse me, Mommy. Like I don't remember him being that annoying. We joked around about the whole. He's always been that annoying. Yeah, we joked around about. We didn't even say it at all in the early part of the podcast. Totally dropping like you know, May the Fourth be with you, which I, I guess we can you know do now. I mean, why not? Of course, we all sound like we've been hanging out at the bar. Um, really, well, with, it is officially Cinco with, de Mayo. Yeah, now. with the Cantina band. That's where we've been. We've been hanging out with the Cantina band, getting jacked up, dude. <laughs> That's what's been going on, man. <laughs> and on May sixth, it'll be Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Uh, there you go. There it is. You know what? It's Cinco de Mayo. You know what? We're gonna have a song shift. So I'm going to go to uh, Nuevo Mexico. You know what I'm getting? Ricky Martin. I'm not getting Ricky freaking Ricky Martin. <laughs> Get a margarita, you tool bag. <sighs> that's because that's because Whitfield goes to a Mexican restaurant and gets water or Pepsi. He doesn't, he doesn't do margaritas. Yeah, after work, to, after work, Penny and I are going to Don Pedro's. It's pretty much walking distance from here. Going to get ourselves some perfect, tasty margaritas. Perfect. You lie. It's within crawling distance. Crawling. Okay, it's within crawling, crawling distance. Crawling. Excuse me. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Or, you know, Imperial Death Marching Distance. Right? Yeah, very true. So. It's, my, it's my mother's ringtone. It is your mother's ringtone. Yeah. Yeah. That's also the song that'll be playing when y'all go to the toilets on the 6th. Darth, Bre- <laughs> Darth Brenda. That's what we need. <laughs> anyway. The Death Star. <laughs> yeah. That's your mom. Fuck yeah, the Death Star. Oh. That's right, man. <laughs> Where's Randy? He's taking a shit. Hey, Look, man. Look, why you gotta be messing it up? <laughs> I guess you'll have to do it live, Justin. No, I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Whit- leave it to old Whitfield. Do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> anyway, that's oh a lot God. of Bears fans think about their draft. Uh, yeah, maybe Harold. Proud to announce the pick. Here we go with the 114th pick in the 217 NFL draft. The Washington Redskins select. Purine. Purine, like Purina. Well, he's not yeah. an Oklahoma fan, but he's a big Redskins fan. Anyway, that that was I don't know what after that was making that announcement. Anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah. um. Purine. By the way, Purine. You know Purina. Uh. What? Drew Pearson. What? Do what? The, uh, what was his name? Not Pearson. London Fletcher tried to do the same thing. 
Pearson did, and he failed miserably. Well, Westbrook got up there defending and uh, defending Philly fans. I mean, you know, P- Pearson did it perfectly. Oh God, I, yes. I, nobody, nobody was going to top that. Anyway, again, I feel pretty good about about the about how things played out for the Redskins. Feel good about that, Randy. Uh, we gave the 49ers a little bit of gloss, but as we wrap up, and we'll be out of here in a minute. Um, just curious about your take or reaction to um, obviously the change in leadership with the 49ers, uh, John Lynch coming on board, Shanahan uh, obviously, and then kind of how the draft played out for them. I mean, I, I'm pleasantly surprised, but I'm you're the 49ers fan, so. You know, what's your reaction to what went down? I was definitely surprised. I was more concerned that maybe they would screw it up somehow. It's like, right. oh, crap. They want to make a splash. They want to try to get flashy here. Let's go get a quarterback in the first round. Do something stupid. Thankfully, the Bears were there to say, wait, wait, wait. Well, let let us take the quarterback first. They said, hold and- my beer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the stupid thing. Hold my beer. Hold my beer, man. You know, it's like, you know, hey, Jay, Jay Cutler's been taking us for a ride for many years. You could do it, too. Jump on. Jump on. Here. Here, take some picks while you're at it. Which was a it was a great deal. I was happy with it. I was really surprised. But that was just day one. All in all, I just think it was a, it was a good draft. It was, yeah. it was something that really, I mean, I don't see any guys that are going to be start. I mean, obviously, as long as Foster's healthy, he'll, he'll probably start here and there. And Solomon should start, but beyond that, we got some guys who have potential to become right. starters. I was a little bit worried about when Shanahan said that uh, Bethard kind of reminded him of of uh, Kirk Cousins. I was like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, you know, I mean, it, you're 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 getting good value if he is Kirk Cousins light. That's good value for where they took him, and right. it's one of those things where he wants he needs somebody that he can rep out. And get reps under that can, you know, at least run his offensive system, and you know maybe Bethard's not elite, not fantastic, not phenomenal, but if if he can get that dude enough reps that he's at least solid to run the system, that's going to help them. If it, I mean they they clearly drafted on on, you know they focused clearly on defense. You know what I mean? And I think some of that from an identity standpoint is important for them. And maybe they had a belief that the quarterback class next year is better. I, you know, I don't know. It I mean, is. I think a lot of it people. Is better. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it seems to me a lot of people feel like they fleeced the Bears. Uh, I mean, our, our friend that's a Bears fan, E, I don't think was very excited with Trubisky. <laughs> to put Neither it, were the Bears fans at the Bulls game? <laughs> yeah, no, I I did like this one draft reaction. Here you go. Maybe this was E. Oh my God! No! No! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but like he woke the baby up. In honor of Star Wars Day, you should totally find the Darth Vader. No, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, I I would like to make note, however, that after Mitchell Trubisky got drafted, people started digging up his, uh, you know, digging through his Twitter account and and digging up old tweets, and uh, he's a big Packers fan. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's super super random man he's got like one tweet on uh, uh january 2015 it just says hell yeah go packers and he's got another one in 2014 that says aaron Rodgers is that dude <laughs> you know he keeps talking about a rod 
So, bruh, bruh, I like how not only did y'all trade up and give up a ton of stuff to get Trubisky, but you guys drafted a big, fat Packers fan. So that's pretty. Three and a four and a three next year. Yeah. I, you know what? It's, it's a stiff price, but here's the thing. If he is legit, if he is the guy, then they will look back in retrospect. It will be worth it. If he is average or is a bust, they got fleeced. You know what I mean? And it sucks is Fox got completely left out of the decision. Well, you know who else got completely left out of the decision? Glennon. Yeah. Hey, Glennon. Hey, Glennon. Come on down. Why don't you hang out? Why don't you come to our draft party? Why don't you? We're going to pay you. We're going to sign you as a free agent. We're going to pay you. Why don't you come to the draft party and watch us draft your replacement? That's cold, dude. It's essentially a one-year deal. I know, I know. They essentially a one-year deal, but that that was pretty. That's pretty cold, man. If I'm Mike Glennie, I'm going. What the hell is this shit? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. No, they gave they gave him they gave him the shaft on that one. They're like, no, we, we don't <laughs> care about you. Right night. Tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's all right there, dude. That's all right there. Get some facts now, and come back and see me. As for the interesting moment that I thought was very unique was in the first round when the Dolphins drafted Charles Harris and lo and behold at his house was the freaking Sasquatch. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. Then, and then Trey Wingo called him Chewbacca. Yeah, like, Trey, Wingo did, <laughs> Trey Wingo did call him <laughs> Chewbacca. I was like, come on, man. That's that snap into a Slim Jim Sasquatch, bro. <laughs> That's like not... the product placement in, throughout the entire mm-hmm. draft, it was like interesting because there were, I can't remember who it was. He had like a vape T-shirt on, yep. and then yep, <laughs> I'm just like really, <laughs> yeah. The the um, God, what is the Sasquatch for? What is that? Um, Jack Links. Jack Links. Yep. Yeah, Jack Links. So you had you had the Jack Links one, and then I remember the the vape shirt. I didn't go to the website. And then obviously poop emoji. I mean, there, there were some that were very funny, but like, yeah, the the weird product placement with uh, draftees was very strange. It was very strange. I mean, that's one way to, I guess to get noticed. Not like no one knew who the Sasquatch was. Really, seriously? Well, it's Chewbacca. It's not a Sasquatch. It's Chewy. Chew- Excuse me, it's Chewbacca. Yeah, you didn't. Know, you didn't know. You didn't know the. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that Chewbacca was all about some Jack Links. Come on, man. <laughs> the hell I'm just here for the Jack Links <laughs> I'm just here for the Jack Links man it's all good <laughs> yeah awesome bruh anger yeah well <laughs> it's better than Jar Jar Binks how rude we said be wild <laughs> and crunched ah moi moi looky looky senator decent Jedi around <laughs> Well, that smells stinkawiff. <laughs> what? So, well, sounds like smells stinkawiff. I mean, damn. Give <laughs> me Chewy, man. Jar Jar. I think I'd largely blocked Jar Jar out of my memory banks. I remember why. Any real Star Wars fan does not like Jar Jar. <laughs> but understand why Lucas had to do it. Jar Jar. We shall be robbed and crunched. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> this is very, very bad. 
Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Oops. Carwazy. Oh, you were finished. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God, Sam Has Jackson. Arnold made an appearance yet? I no, don't, I don't think so. Yes. Oh, no, you haven't. Oh, okay. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, I've got news for you. You are mine now. But you I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. Jar Jar and Arnold could be pretty good. Could be pretty good. That's for sure. It, it is 206, however. So we, yeah, call it <laughs> we, we can revisit. What? Hey, what? What? Say <laughs> what again. Say what? what again. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. What? How cool. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Stop right there. <laughs> anyway, oh my God, man! Oh, God. What am Misa saying? <laughs> Say what again? Say what again? I dare you! I double dare you, motherfucker! Say what one more goddamn motherfucker! <laughs> anyway, uh, 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 don't give me attitude, sir. That's right. Anyway. Oh man! All right. So it, it, anyway, takeaways from Lynch and and Chanahan. Overall, I mean, pretty positive. I think. You know, I, I think oh, yeah. the, the general trend and direction of the Forty ers I, I, I would think you have to feel pretty good uh, that they I look do. competent. And, like, and yeah, go ahead. And I will say, I, I like um, after reading that article that Matt sent me. One of uh, Peter King. Like, yeah, mm. I like how there's that kind of. The similarities between the Niners when Bill Walsh was first brought in as head coach versus, yeah. so so it's you know, the 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 fact that the records are the same and both have new GMs, both had both had new head coaches. It, it was just it was interesting. It's interesting to see that there was that parallel there that really, you know, makes it kind of an interesting story and just in general. Yeah, no, it, it was unusual. It was a good piece, and I'm glad that you know Peter King kind of pushed for that to happen. I think that worked out really well. Uh, certainly makes for a great read. If you haven't done it, uh, it's on the MMQB. And so it's just, you know, Peter King ended up spending time inside the San Francisco, you know, 49ers draft room. And, you know, he set the stage talking about kind of a throwback to, was it the 79? I don't know, in the, in the, in the mm-hmm. 70s you know, with, with where the 49ers were and that it was just, a, it was a great parallel with John Lynch coming in and where they were at. Uh, and so, you know, Peter King sold that idea and lo and behold, there he was, you know, hanging out behind the scenes, getting kind of like the inside story, inside scoop, uh, watching that play out. And I, th- I thought that was great. Yeah. Spring of 79. Yep. Hey, here you go. The 49ers were coming off a two and 14 season, new coach, new GM without a quarterback of the future. With a 30-something owner. And, of course, entering the draft last week, 49ers were coming off a 2-14 and 14 season, new coach and new GM, no, with no quarterback of the future, and a 30-something owner. So, I mean, a, a very, very interesting, you know, parallel. So, I, I'm glad that it, it – well, if you haven't read it, well worth a read. Do yourself a favor. Go to the MMQB.com and look up the Ready to Be a 49er. There was a point in time I loved me some Peter King. And I, I don't read him quite to the same extent uh, that I used to a decade ago. But I still enjoy his columns. 
and and every once in a while, I, I don't know. I miss Z. That's who I really miss. Yeah, Doctor Z. Uh, Doctor Z. Mm. Um, and I I haven't seen any I haven't seen anything about him in a long time. So I hope uh, the big redheads keeping him you know squared away and okay. But I miss Doctor Z. That was always an interesting thing to read. But a great great read for Peter King. Great article. Um, and I love the setup and I, it's just fascinating. And I, I think it's, it's one of those things you, you, you kind of know when an organization is kind of taking a turn and you know, you think about, for example, with the Browns, you know, keep in mind that the Browns got essentially non-players for Carson Wentz. Think about that. Think about that. Smart deal. Yeah. And, and they're not done yet, man. Um, you maybe Carson Wentz ends up being a phenomenal, you know, quarterback. I like the guy who knows what he turns into, but you know, the thing that's important here is that there's an organizational shift. There's a tone shift. There's a vibe shift. And, you know, whether or not the Browns are successful, we'll see how it plays out. But it's clear they know what their direction is and they're running with it. Um, and I think the 49ers have a sense of direction. I'm not sure that the Redskins do. Uh, they appear to. <laughs> but I'm not sure they actually do. You know, and there were organizations that did well. And then there's ones that you question. I think that the Trubisky move is going to be one that people are going to question. You know, was he ready for that? What's he going to, you know, is he going to be on the field? Is he a, a, a very limited body at work at UNC? He's got size. He's got some things in his favor, but not a lot of ball games under his belt. So a lot of questions. Um, and they paid a stiff price to move to two to get him. But if they get that right, no one's going to care. If they get it wrong, people will remember what they paid. And, you know, look, you don't know after a year. I mean, uh, keep in mind with what the Redskins paid to move to be able to draft RG3, after year one, they looked brilliant. Never again, but after year one, they looked brilliant. <laughs> they looked brilliant up until the, you know, final knee injury done. But after that, man, no, no, it, it just looked like big, gigantic bag of fail. So you, you don't always know for a while. Um, but I, the, the direction of the 49ers uh, looks good. The direction of the Browns looks good. We'll see if it translates to wins, but, you know, felt good about them. Surprisingly so. And Patrick Mahomes, I find to be very fascinating. We'll see about Deshaun Watson. Um, I think they both ended up in pretty good situations, although with with Watson, he's probably going to get pressed into playing early. And that's I mean, all he has to do is beat out Tom Savage. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know, I hear you. Uh, Texans, I think, have some have some good opportunity in a soft division. I, I don't know that Watson's ready, but I, I think he's going to get pressed in the service. Mahomes doesn't need to be on the field at all for the Chiefs. You know what I mean? No. They, they can totally leave that with Alex Smith and just get that guy reps and playbook and time. And uh, Andy Reid has done great things with quarterbacks, so... Um, hopefully that's a good fit for Mahomes. He really has an incredible arm. He has an absolutely incredible arm. So now he just needs to learn how to control it. Yeah, well that's a, that's a different issue. I, I I saw that whole spiel with him and David Carth doing that throw off and you know Mahomes hitting that sixty two mile an hour mm -hmm. on a throw, but watching that ball just fly all over the place when he was just letting it rip. I'm like, there's no accuracy there. Yeah, well, Carr was actually throwing it with some accuracy. Yeah, and, and that's one of those things you can kind of work on. But uh, you know, some of the highlights, he he had some real fugly throws, and then there were times he was like throwing across his body on the move, 
and he would flick of the wrist, and the ball would just zip right to the wide receiver. So I think he, I think the upside is very clear what it can be if you can iron right. out some of the mechanic stuff. But that, that's a good spot for him. Andy, you know, Andy Reid, Kansas City. He shouldn't have any pressure to play. He can just learn it, and Reid can help get him ready for the post Alex Smith era. So I think that's a good spot for him. Good spot for him. I guess realistically, because we we do need to wrap up and get out of here. Uh, any kind of tie up, wrap up thoughts with the draft? Uh, you know, Randy or Matt or Shannon. Um, I think well, I know we brought it up a little bit earlier, but like Christian McCaffrey uh, landing with the Panthers, I think that that's a good fit for him. That gives Cam another weapon. Gives some uh, gives Cam a Darren Sproles like player to get him out of trouble, so he doesn't always have to take off running, taking less hits. That's that's gonna that's the huge thing with bringing McCaffrey there. Yeah. Um, as far as Leonard Fournette going to the Jags, good pick. To, I view it as a good pick, but I also view it as you're going to the Jags. <laughs> so it's hope like, you don't want to play ping pong because uh, Tom Coughlin <laughs> got rid of all the ping pong tables, bro. Um, and um, the last thing, the three big receivers that went, all three of them landed perfectly where they needed to go. If you look at the setup of each of those teams, San Diego, Cincinnati, each one of those guys landed in a perfect spot for them. Well, I think Philip Rivers ought to be reasonably uh, excited. <laughs> Just a little well, bit. Let's don't get him too excited. We don't need another uh, Rivers kid. Another 15 Rivers kid, another TLC reality show? Yeah. It, it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> random side note, Jamal Charles going to Denver. I love how we uh, stuck the knife in the uh, Chiefs fans. Uh, backs on the way out, quote, always wanted to play for Denver, end quote. There you go. It's his favorite. Hey, thanks, Kansas City, for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, El- growing up, John Elway was one of his favorite players. Yeah. You know. Hey, look, if you're a Kansas City fan, man, you, you, you don't be so salty. All right. That dude got right. injured playing with you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not his fault. It's some freak, you know, some freak stuff. Wish him well on his way out the door, man. And if he roasts you, then that's a little bit of payback for him. Let him enjoy that. Interesting thought, though. You're going to have a backfield of C.J. Anderson and Jamal Charles, pretty much both wounded warriors their entire career. This ought to be an interesting uh, situation. I don't know what I don't know what you know Charles has left. I don't, and Lord knows this might be our Romo. You know what I mean? Our running back Romo yeah. for the year, where he you know give, gives a little tease and he gets hurt or something goes wrong for him. I hope yeah. that's not the case. I'd like to see Jamal Charles be able to finish out his career on the field. Uh, too much upside, too much talent to just to- – you know, it would just be a shame if the end of his career is all about knee injuries, uh, particularly yeah. with what it takes to rehab and recover and get back on field. I'd love to see him have some healthy years. But, you know, that's if you're, if you're a hardcore Chiefs fan or you live in that area, uh, that, that's got to about make you want to barf. But, you know, wish the guy well on the way out. Um, he laid his body on the line enough times in Kansas City. I, I don't think you should hold any grudge on that one. Nope. I don't think you should hold mm-hmm. any grudge on that. Y'all cut him. That's the thing. The Chiefs cut him. <laughs> Suck, it up. Suck it up. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> Suck it up. Shannon. I'm good, brother. Whitfield. Good. You're good? All that milk, it finally got to you. what are you gonna do there you go 
I'd like uh, to see him get suffer through one dragon's milk. I want to see just how one day. he would get from one. One day. One thing, Shannon, this one's for you. There's a one-eyed Kentucky Derby horse. <laughs> what <laughs> you know what his name is? Willie? Patch. Patch. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Patch lost his eye, lost one of his eyes last year if it became after it became badly inflamed. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> or as Whitfield would tell you, they make a cream for that. <laughs> oh um, I'm just kidding. Uh that's not <laughs> very, that's not very nice. But uh anyway, yeah, patch, patch the horse. So that that's kind of fun. I'm gonna pull for patch. Only cause I yeah, wanna, same here, man. That's, I mean, that's awesome. Go Patch. Uh, one other really random thing. Uh, kudos to the uh, Utah Jazz, by the way. Uh, they have a fan, uh, Landon Carter, seven-year-old fan of the Utah Jazz. And he has this condition, uh, hopefully I pronounce this correctly, uh, aniridia. And so this condition has left him legally blind. So with the help of the Utah Jazz, um, Carter finally got a chance to watch them and actually see uh, his favorite basketball team. Wow. So the, the Jazz were testing this hot, you know, these glasses with Carter. They were designed to help him see the game. So the technology is called eSight, and it uses LED, LED screens to improve a fan's viewing experience. So, you know, the, the eSight technology is worn like a pair of glasses, and it houses a high speed, high definition camera that. You know, essentially just captures everything the user is looking at. And the what it does is it enhances the video feed and displays it on the L- these LED screens that are in, directly in front of the user's eyes. So what happened was, you know, at one of the games, at one of the Jazz Clippers games, uh, Landon was invited to watch the players practice pre-game. And they outfitted them with a pair of these glasses. And it was abundantly clear, even then, that what he was able to see, the experiences that he was having, were completely new to him. That's awesome. It's pretty fantastic. So, oh, yeah. you know, you got this one part where he's like, yeah, I can see that. You know, he announced excitedly to his father, and he was able to read signs 100 yards away. And for the first time, he was able to see the ball go into the basket. So, wow. I mean, that's a really cool story. Landon that Carter, is cool. mm-hmm. and you know, unfortunately, he's going to get to the. He's going to have a clear picture of the Jazz returning home with a playoff loss. Ultimately, yeah. <laughs> he may want to put the glasses back down. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So, but uh, you know what? Really, that that's about it for me. I mean, we've covered really all kinds of stuff. We didn't really get to Adam Jones. Uh, stop being assholes, guys in Boston. If you're dropping in bombs and throwing bags of peanuts at people out of the stands, uh, you're gonna get yourself thrown out, man. Stop being a dick. It's not that hard, dude. You don't like a guy? Fine, man. You don't. Word of advice: try to find a better way to express that or get that rage out, other than just dropping in bombs and launching bags of peanuts. I guarantee you, there's another way for you to deal with that stress and vent and whatever else it is you got to do to be functional uh, instead of going to a baseball game and being a total knob in the stands. <laughs> and if you get a, if you get banned from Fenway for being a d bag, that's on you. Yep, it's on you. 
So, I think that's it for me, bro. I'm done. Yeah, it's bedtime. Yeah, I'm gonna finish this <laughs> well, beer. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna finish this beer and keep burning on this. Uh, keep vaping, and then I'm gonna crash out, bro. All right, bro. So I think that's the plan for me. And uh, also, uh, 67 pounds of marijuana were found in a casket at an Arizona checkpoint. They didn't smoke it, did they? <laughs> they hadn't gotten around to it yet. <laughs> Man, 67 pounds in a casket. Really, bruh? That's a lot of damn weed. That's a whole bunch. So, Whitfield, you got any walk-off thoughts? You got nothing? You got something? What you got? Nothing. All right, well, I'm glad you're rattling his head back and forth. No thoughts. Well, anyway, well, look, man, here's the deal. Man, we had a good time, uh, a little bit scattered tonight. Sometimes that happens. What are you going to do? We're the sports. I'm the captain. Of course, keywords are sports and brew. And as always, you can find us with our home feed that's on Podbean. And then certainly with everything else, whether it's iTunes or Google Play, keywords, again, sports, brew. You can find us. Twitter at VA Sports Brew and then all the other stuff. Um, crank it up, have a little fun, give it a little listen, see if you like it. If you don't drink more, then try again. And if you still don't, you you're not playing the sports brew drinking game. Drink right. even more. Yeah, drink even more. You're, you'll you'll get there. You may have to be passed out, but you'll get there. <laughs> you'll get there. You'll get there. But from all of us, all of you, and uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy it, and we will catch you on the flip side. Peace out. So until next time, friends, good night now. Bye. See ya. See ya. And from Whitfield, just remember. Oh, thanks, Winamp. Oh, there it is. No scrubs. No scrubs. Don't draft no scrubs. That's right. That's right. And may the fourth be with you. Oops, wrong one. (laughs) There we go. Until next time, friends. Catch you on the flip side. Today, I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away.
I don't know what else got mixed in there, but it was random as hell, dude. It was random. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was funny. That was... Thank you, Bill O'Reilly. We will leave you with a... I can't do it. We'll do it live. No, we'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks! That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? <laughs> Who airhorned? Who airhorned? <laughs> Who did that? Who did that? Was that Whitfield? I got snow airhorn. There you go. That's somebody. It's not me. That's what I say to that. Would be entertained. That's what you get, Whitfield. Interrupting, interrupting my sounds, man. You get, you get the dis, you get the disconnection. Anyway, on that note. I don't know where all the music is. I can't even keep track of it now. I don't know where everything's from anymore. I've lost it. There's like randomness. Who is that? I have no idea, dude. <laughs> Not me. I don't know. How does that make any sense, man? I'm looking for it. I don't see it though. That's weird. Unless well, somebody's messing with their computer. Oh no, there it is. It took me. I found it. I found it. It just took me a minute. It's this thing called sad song. No, it, you know what it was? It actually wasn't Matt. It was actually after the Leroy Jenkins thing. I forgot to pause it. And so it went from Leroy Jenkins to some random... Oh, well, now it's not going to do the same thing. But then it's like... John Cena. And his name is John Cena! And then it went to, like, random air horn. Oh, it doesn't have that. But anyway, th that was totally that was totally my bad. Sorry, Whitfield. <laughs> I totally airhorned failhorned, and it wasn't even his fault. <laughs> oh well, what are you gonna do? On that note, it's time, man. Peace out, y'all. We will catch you on the flip side with the sports brew. I'm the captain. Uh, thanks, everybody. You have a great night. We'll catch you later.
All right, y'all. Late. Late. Good night. Ha, ha, ha.